You'll call somebody, text somebody, slap the shit out of somebody. Let them know that Rodian Radio is live up in this biatch. biatch. You got it locked on Rodian Radio. Yeah, Dr. Dre is in full effect, and I gotta tell y'all a little something. Eze is down with us. MC Ring, you know he's down with us. DJ Yella is down with us. Arabian Prince, you know he's down with us. Tony A. The Wizard is down with us. JJ Fag is down with us. Timmy T, you know he's down with us. DJ Pooh, boy, he's down with us. Toddy B and Spade, they're down with us. My boy Ice Cube, you know he's down with us. I like to mention, so pay attention to where I'm from. Compton, but the tapes are from the rodeum. My name is Dre, listen while I play. And by the way, I'm also down with NWA. Yo, Steve at the rodeum is down with us. Slanging funky tapes, it is a must. We're number one. Welcome back, everybody, to Rodian Radio episode 76. And before I introduce my special guest, I got some special announcements. A couple of days ago, I had Mariah Avila in here, and we had such a great time. She actually left us some music. And what I'm going to do, if for those of you that are interested, and if you're not interested, don't cry about it. Um, I got two 45s of one of her singles, and I got like four of her albums and five of her singles these are cds if anybody's interested for the first two that donate at least five bucks on the chicano rap documentary uh gofundme at least five bucks i'll mail these out to you so the first two will get the 45 um and the next uh five will get the single the next four will get the album on cd if you're interested if you're not interested then you're not interested okay but uh go to gofundme and at least leave us five bucks and it'll at least cover the shipping if you do um when you receive our email please answer back because that's how you're going to get your stuff you answer back with your address and we'll send it out to you so the first two get the uh 45 each and um the album and the singles so if you're interested other than that uh the few that we have left four mixtapes that i did for um Steviano at the Rolling Swamp Meet and the other four that Dr. Dre did. And um, you guys know uh, which ones they are. If you guys want to know which ones they are, go to documentary.com and there you can place your order for for 30. And uh, the High C album that I reissued, you can get that as well. Uh, other than that, uh, we're going to go ahead and jump right back into it. Without further ado, please allow me to introduce Mr. Junebug. How you doing? Pretty good, Tony. How you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. It's, you know what? I'm battling this heat because it's uh, fucking hot. And, uh, you know, over the weekend, I was in Denver, Colorado, and we were battling 103, 104, 102 weather. And here is probably like 85. And so we're, we're so spoiled here in California yeah. that we pretty much cry over anything, you know. Oh, wow. So, but it's all good, you know. And, and it kind of sucks because you can't even go to the beach because they close shit down now again. You know, our governor... Uh, decided to close even the gyms yeah. so I can't even go to the gym anymore uh, you know that's one thing I want let me start off by asking you what's one thing that you miss doing that you can't do no more because of this whole pandemic thing shit I miss going to Redondo Beach man that's my spot <laughs> right there man I just I miss going to the beach yeah. you know like that's that's a place I, I went to always you know growing up just of course. you know that yeah. spot right there man just even even having some micheladas coronas whatever just just chilling eating some fish just chilling and just enjoying the the, the weather you know what i mean yeah i usually weather. park torrance beach yeah 
and I would run to the pier and run back two miles, two miles back. So that's yeah. how I get my cardio. Yeah. But you can't even do that shit no more. Yeah. You know, so yeah, I'm complaining about it, but oh well. Uh, other than that, I know it's a Wednesday, but how was your weekend, man? I know we can't really do too much, but yeah. how did you spend it? Oh, I, I, my weekend, I spent it with my girl, my kids, you know, just pretty much just watching movies, relaxing, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, I love to barbecue. Someone was barbecuing, whether it's carne asada, some barbecue ribs, having, sure. some, having some modelos, just, just chilling, man. Just trying to, especially what was going on right now, it's, it's kind of hard to do anything. You yeah. know, I'm like, I'm like, damn, I'm like, I'm really like, I'm ready to do something because I'm tired of being at home. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, besides that, man, just, just relaxing, man, and, and just writing music here and there, just trying to trying to stay sane because yeah. it's, it's crazy out there right now. It is. It is. And there's a lot of negativity out there as far as because of this whole pandemic. A lot of people, uh, you know, one thing that California has yeah. uh, um, had the highest suicide rate supposedly because of this pandemic. Yeah. You know, I think that's kind of pr pretty crazy. But yeah. you know what? Switching gears a little bit, you said that you, you watch movies or you're catching up stuff on TV. What, what do you like to watch, man? Well, um, right now I'm always like, I'm always trying to find a way to make a dollar, you know? Okay. Well, that's, that's uh, I'm not much of a guy. No, don't get me wrong. I, I love watching movies, but I always feel like time is money. That's just that's just my mentality, man. It's, just, it's, right. it's, it's crazy, whether it's music, whether it's working, whether it's staying busy, whether you know, whatever it is, I'm trying to make an honest dollar, you know what I mean? So, um. That's pretty much about it, man. Just you staying know, productive. staying productive, man. I just okay. can't be there, just just sitting there doing nothing. Okay. You know, I can't. I'm not. I'm not really a, a homebody. Okay. I'm more like I got to get out. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what? And, and I'm the same way. Like I really, I really try to stay productive. And you know, one thing I was telling you before, yeah. uh, before we went live, that uh, eventually me and my team are going to start up a different podcast yeah. on different other subjects. Uh, I don't want to let people know yet exactly what we're going to be talking about, yeah. but believe me, there's a huge market out there for it, what we want to do. Yeah. And eventually what I want to do, I just want to um, podcast and then just film. That's what I want to do. Yeah. I know we were talking about, you know, how much would I charge for a beat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'll get back to you on that, but as of right now, yeah. I just want to podcast and I just want to, uh, uh, como se dice, just uh, film. That's what oh, I want to do. That's um, but. Now, me personally, I like watching every once in a while, especially yeah. when I come home late or fucking have a couple of beers. I just like to turn on the TV. Yeah. Lately, it's been Netflix, you know, so I watch yeah. a bunch of movies on there. But you say you, yeah. you're not have, much of a movie well, guy? You know, you know, like, especially right now, is like, that's pretty much all, like, <laughs> all we can do if uh, you can't really get out there. Um, but I've been watching this show, and I've seen that one show. It's called uh, Ozark. I don't know if you've seen that one. No, everybody's telling me about it, man. It's, it's, it's really good, man. It's, it's crazy. I haven't even finished it because uh, I'm always caught up trying to like do something in the garage or just trying to like stay busy doing something else. But when I'm in the bedroom, I, I turn it on, I just get stuck. You know, it's, it's pretty good though. It's pretty good. I can't tell you, but I want you to watch it, man. It's, it's, it's okay. good. It's okay. good. But watch Ozark on on Netflix. Oh, okay, let me ask you a goofy ass question. Yeah. Uh, uh, um, what was your last TV show that you were hooked on? Like that was my favorite TV show. I'll uh, tell you mine first. Mine was Three's Company. Oh, okay, you talking about like back in the days? Well, it doesn't matter when. Um, shoot, I like that one, man. That's a good one. That's that's one of my, that's one of my favorite ones. I was yeah. watching Three's Company. Um, what's that other one called, man? Like a lot of old ones. That's what with Jack and yeah, right, right. I like you know Sanford and Son, Good yeah. Times, yeah, What's Happening, all those. All those, all those. Yeah, those, I, I, those are good ones. I don't know if there's any, you know, like shows today that can compare. I don't think so. To those, you know, yeah. Sanford and Son was fucking amazing, dude. Yeah. Uh, uh, and nope. then 
Go ahead, go ahead. The only one I would flip through, like right when the, the, the it started, was match. When you see that match symbol, just oh man, that was time to go to sleep. <laughs> yeah, I just that was time to go after. After uh, uh, Happy Days, Laverne yeah. Shirley, and then Mash, yeah. vamonos. Yeah, Fonz yeah. was the shit, man. He just fucking snapped his finger and he get shit cracking. You know what he mean? was the coolest dude, huh? Cool motherfucker. He, he was the epitome of cool. All he had to do was yeah. do this. I'm, I'm, I'm as cool as him. Yeah, or might even cooler than I, him. You know what I mean? I believe that. <laughs> I believe, especially but, when you were in that picture, you had that nice fade and everything. You were yeah. sitting in the park cover, sitting in your three, car. Three flowers in the hair. Hell yeah. yeah. Hell yeah, three flowers. Um, hey, you know what? Do, do they still sell that shit? I don't even know, man. I, I know I only see it at the swamp meets. Yeah, you know what? I fucking uh besides that like there's a point where I even tried Murray's and shit you know what I mean but that was oh, kind sure. of a little too thick and shit but, yeah right right you know what I, mean? but, it, I wonder why three flowers or tres flores never released a cologne yeah uh, I, I don't know I think about that one. <laughs> now did you use the, the thick one or the Brillantina one the, the liquid one no I used the thick one okay yeah then my, my uncle used to talk shit because they used to fucking lean, lean against his bomb and shit and I had fucking grease all over the fucking of window course. and shit like fuck man uh, uh uh my dad used to use the the liquid one the liquid one oh, yeah no, he used to like and like just, just slap it on there huh? yeah and i was uh, like fuck but i used to like the smell yeah it, it smelled good yeah. it, back then if you had uh three flowers and your car you were the shit. oh your car yeah yeah before that it was probably polo, polo so i still have my 1980s polo bottle all right huh? so maybe during break i'll bring it out and give you some slap it on ebay nice. though <laughs> you know it's funny today i was talking yeah. to my son i i yeah. showed him a, a paper sack yeah i go look me a vintage lunch pail yeah yeah because yeah. that's where we take our lunch to school in a paper sack paper, yeah, I remember that, yeah. yeah that was cool man yeah. and remember fucking our halloween bags were um a, a, a brown paper bag from the market yeah you'd fucking yeah. paint a pumpkin and go trick-or-treating with that shit yeah, that was it or if you were broke you could fucking use your um your pillowcase pillowcase yeah yeah that shit was hard yeah anyways other than that man uh um Next time you have a barbecue, man, maybe you ought to consider inviting us, all of us. Oh, for sure, man. Hell yeah. The whole camp, dog. Having up modelos, carne asada, I like for shrimp. Sure. So, let's, let's all it, of that man. shit on me. Let's do it. And, <laughs> anyways, other than that, man, uh, um, let me ask you, where did you grow up at? Well, as a kid growing up, well, all my family's from from, uh, from Torrance, Harbor Area, HA. Uh, I was born at Torrance Memorial Hospital. Okay, me too. Yeah, Tor oh, Torrance Memorial? Oh, yeah. right on. Uh, I was born there, uh, lived there for a few years, and we did a lot of moving around, especially after my, my, my dad got killed from gangbanging. He, no he got killed at the age of 19. Oh, wow. Sorry to hear that, man. So, uh, I guess, um, but yeah, we did a lot of moving around uh, after that. Went from, uh, from Torrance to Owen McKinley Elementary in Compton, then moved to Linwood, then moved to, to Southgate, uh, Lakewood, uh, now in the Inland Empire right now, in the Riverside. Okay. So I did. I did a lot of. Can't really say. I just grew up in one spot. We did a lot of move, moving around growing up, but uh, that's, that's pretty much my background right there. You know what I mean? Okay. Uh, you, you got a lot of brothers and sisters, man. You got to come from a big family. Oh yes, yeah. so we have a big family. For real? A real big family. Okay. Uh, how many brothers? How many sisters? Uh, shit. Sometimes I gotta use my fingers. Though. Let me see. <laughs> I listen to about six, like six, man, like, no <laughs> shit. like too many, too many. But I mean, from from uh, shit, man, my my family background is big. Okay, you just, it's just, it's just, it's you just, must have had some lit Christmases. Oh yeah, all the time, but not, not no more, dog. Now you get like two presents nowadays. Yeah, you know I don't mean? Shit. It, it, it's the same. So yeah, you don't just, go just, back. just a hug, and that's about it. You know what I mean? I don't even get a dirty look. So you know, you know what's funny? Because for a while, every year I was blowing, and it's probably not a lot for a lot of yeah. people. I was blowing like three thousand dollars in gifts for everybody. Oh, yeah. Okay, like 
and I'm gonna get this person, this person, this person. We'll go to people's houses and this person and, and her and her yeah, and her. Yeah. And I never got anything. You know what's funny? When I was working, because uh, I pretty much, uh, besides my music, I was working at the refineries right here in our area, working at Exxon Mobil, Colin uh-huh. Phillips right here. So everybody knew knew I was making the bucks. You know what I mean? So it's just like that's pretty much Santa Claus. You know, when when Christmas came around. No shit. But. That's it, man. I well, was like, what high school did you did you graduate from? Uh, I went to high school in Moreno Valley, uh, Rancho Verde High School. Rancho Verde High School. Not yeah. Right. Playing yeah. sports growing up? Not in high school, like maybe on the streets. About it. <laughs> ghetto <laughs> baseball. Ghetto baseball, man. But baseball is my favorite sport. You know what I mean? Oh shit. Baseball, my favorite. I mean, I love football, baseball, but like, like I'm a diehard uh, Dodger fan. That's that's my team right there. You know what I mean? So. At least you didn't say Angel, so that's a good. Thing. Oh no, no, no. Okay. Who's that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But, uh, 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 who's your football team? Football team, uh, right now I'm trying to get, you know, because they, they just, you know, got the new home, this and that. I'm trying to get, I love football. Doesn't matter what, I, I, I like, I love, I love watching it. But Rams is my, my team. Okay, I thought you were going to say Raiders. I was holding my breath. <laughs> I was like, Please don't. Uh, Couldn't, can't be friends anymore. But, uh, no, I'm a Cowboys fan, bro. Cowboys, okay. I know everybody's out there, fuck the Cowgirls. I get it, homie. Uh, it's cool, whatever. Las Vegas Raiders. Anyways, uh, other than that, play any instruments growing up? Uh, I didn't play no instruments, but I made beats. Made For real? Beats, made beats back in the days. Um, I had the Trident Korg, and, and I love that, that beat machine because it was a workstation. Mm-hmm. You can pretty much program everything, you know, from the drums, the guitars, everything, and just kind of like uh, loop it and put it together and... As a matter of fact, uh, I did my pretty much almost my my whole album on that keyboard alone. No shit. Myself. Okay, let's back up a little bit right there. Yeah. Okay, you had the the Triton. That's what you said, right? The yeah. Triton. At what point? What came first, your production or your rapping? Rapping. Okay. When did that start? Who inspired that for you? Uh, one of my one of my uncles, uh, Gonzalo Melendez, uh, they call him Smokey. Um. Yeah, he grew up in Compton back in the days, and he's in, he's in uh, Mobile now. Um, I remember, I'll, I'll tell you the story. The way I got into the music was, he'd come home after work. He used to work at Sizzlers. He's, you know, he's come over and uh, stay the night with us, whatever, and my pizza's bad. He had a karaoke machine, right? Remember back in the days where they had the maxi singles, one side is an instrumental, the other side is the whole song. Yeah. So we put uh, this cassette uh, with the beat on this side and a blank tip on this side and hook up a mic, and we make our demos like that. Okay. Well, he was doing that, and I was just like, like a little kid watching him do his demos and making little songs just just for the neighborhood or whatever, just, okay. to, just to pass out to the family. And I was just like a little kid, and, that, and around that time I was like real shy, but I wanted to get into the music. Okay. So about I, how old were you at this time? I was around, I would say like around nine, ten. For real? Nine, ten. And you were already digging the shit. Yeah, I was digging that shit. Like I want to do it, but I'd be like, once he would leave, I'd close the door, lock the door, because I start rapping and shit. I didn't want anyone to watch me back in the day. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh. One time he was like, hey, like, I want you to sing the hook. As a matter of fact, he still got that tape. I want you to sing the hook. And the song's called, I'm, uh, I'm Showing No Respect. So I'll just sit repeating the, the I'm Showing No Respect as a hook. You know, he, he got me to jump on the hook on one of his songs. Okay. So we started doing demos like that. And then as the years went by, I really got into it, started doing music. Okay. And then in high school, I started slanging, uh, selling my CDRs with like 10 songs on it. Selling my, my, my CDs like that. Okay, now let's back up because... Now, your uncle, he was rapping at the time? He was rapping. Okay, he was rapping. Yeah. Now, you at that age, yeah. other than your uncle, who were you listening to that you say that you really you really dug rap, man? 
around that time. Yeah, like who, who was out there on the radio or who were people bumping that you were like, that's the uh, shit. Around that, around the time, Lighter Shader Brown was bumping. Lighter Shader Brown. Yeah. Give me a Light, couple of more groups. Lighter Shader Brown, High C, uh, Second and None, uh, Brother Lynch. Okay. Uh, what else? Kumo D, LL Cool J. That's what you know. That's what he'll play, and I just kind of like feed off of that. Okay, okay. You know what I mean? That's that's the music I was hearing. Now, now, obviously, you're a youngster at this time. Yeah. Is that what you grew up with? Like, is that what your mom would play to, as well? No. Okay. Well, now, what would your mom play at home? Like, she'll play like Vicente Fernandez. Um, she played oldies like Smokey Robinson, okay. Marvin Gaye, you know, stuff like that. So I, I grew up listening to to oldies as well. The good shit. The good shit. Yeah, El Chicano. You know, all that stuff. So, it was dope. Yeah. so now your uncle's rapping now and what was his rap name do you remember smoky just smoky smoky okay so because most chicanos just stick yeah. to the street name yeah, that's yeah. my rap name too that's elza's rap name and his and his <laughs> <laughs> you know you know, you know the, the bad thing is that if you hit up your placaso on the wall yeah, yeah smoky yeah. then you come out with an album in smoky the cops come get you you're smoky from over there huh yeah, yeah that's me <laughs> so good. now um at what point from you singing the hook at what point did you, would you say that you um, started doing your, your own music? Like, because you said that you started giving away CDs. Yeah. L let's talk about that. Like, how, how did that happen? What did you do, Amon? Yeah, Were yeah, you yeah. rapping off instrumentals? Was uh, your your uncle hooking you up, or you know, how did that start? Yeah, I was I was doing I was still doing demos off the karaoke machines, doing that until like one day I was just going through like back in the days, you know, you go through the yellow pages, right? I was like flipping, looking for a way, like, okay, you got to be some more than this, looking for recording studios. For people that may not know, because yeah. you said yellow pages. Yes. There's no more yellow pages. Nah. Okay. <laughs> Can you kind of explain what yellow pages are? I, I know yeah. what they are, obviously. Yellow Pages is a phone book directory where you can find people's phone numbers or business phone numbers and stuff like that, you know. When hey, back in the day, and don't lie, okay? Yeah. Did you ever try to find, like, a girl you liked? Like, oh, that's her. Oh, she lives right here. Oh, shit, that's her number. Let me crank call her ass. Hello? Then you just yeah. hung up. You ever try to do that? I did. I don't, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's all in the past, bro. It's yeah, all yeah, in the yeah, past. Yeah, yeah, like, so. I was I was I was too young back in the days. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Okay, okay. So you um, are in the yellow pages, and mm -hmm. what are you looking for? Recording studio. Recording studio. I was, so, I was I was hungry for the music. Okay, and how old were you now at this time? What was that? Uh, how old were you now at this time? At that, at that time when I was looking for that. Yeah. At that time I was like about seventeen. Okay, 17? 17, 18, around there. Okay, and then. Uh, did you have any music yet at the time, or you just had lyrics? Uh, I had lyrics. Okay. I had lyrics. I had um, uh, some uh, some uh, music that I wanted to loop and sample. Okay. Like I, I like what I would do is I would like because I didn't have a studio, I'd replay it because it would be a blank part in the song. I'd be like okay, shh, right to it, we re re rewind, right to it, rewind. I just do shit like that. Okay. And then um, then I found a studio. I found a studio in in the Riverside, and then uh start laying my first demos there oh sure and then i started doing like boom like um i did half the album there and then i found the studio in gardena and then he started producing some tracks in riverside this guy wasn't a producer all he had was a studio so he wasn't about making beats so but so he'll, he'll loop and sample that's what i was gonna ask you yeah you know and then i met this guy in gardena his name was t he actually was into the production and he made me original tracks okay so uh, now sitting in the park was that yeah. your first single 
That was, uh, yeah, yeah, that was my first single. Okay. And where did you do that one? In Riverside? Did it in Riverside, yes. Okay. So you pretty much told dude, you know what, can you loop this for me? Can you I got yeah. these lyrics or whatnot. Yeah. Who taught you how to do 16 bars, chorus, 16 bars, chorus? Did you learn that from your uncle? Did I you learn that from other songs? or? I learned it from my uncle. Okay. He pretty much told me, boom, this is how it goes, you know, 16 bars. And I'm like, what the fuck is 16 bars? <laughs> like, I didn't, I didn't know what that was. Right, right. To me, but as I would write the song, and I would like, feel like, okay, by this time, it's long enough. Yeah. And I'll land at 16 bars. Like you just feel it. And right. I'm like, oh, you already at 16 bars. Like I didn't, I didn't know, I didn't know how to count bars back in the day. Right. You right. know, but he told me this is like how you do it. And well, well, he was teaching you not necessarily just how to be a rapper. Yeah. Because that's what you were, but not how to be an artist. Yeah. Because you know, there you have to count bars now. Yes. You know, I remember when I first hooked up with High C. I played on like a four minute beat, and he just rapped all the way through. Yeah. And I said, no, you got to stop. I said, this is 16, yeah. you know, because I had the drum machine, so I was the producer, I was never a rapper. I said, yeah. you got to stop right here. And he goes, well, what do I do with everything else? Yeah. And I said, save it for another fucking song or something, bro. But you got to start right here, get yeah. the chorus, start right here. And I, I, I remember I had to count him in. You know, he was 16 around around the time when I met him. It's, it's funny because when I met when I met High C, I, didn't, I know High C's music. I know of you, I know High C because I've always played music. And, and it's funny because I met High C and not even knowing that I was talking to High C. <laughs> No shit. I was at uh, G Spot. I think it was in uh, Paramount. I think right, Paramount or the uh, other. Uh, Tony G, uh, uh, his studio. There's a uh, not not Tony G studio, but there's a, a record store. I think it was in, in Paramount called mm -hmm. the G Spot, and there's a record store right there. And Homeboy was pushing my album. Okay. When my first album dropped, and I'd always go there and I'd bring him a box of CDs, and you know he was either give me cash or cut, cut me a check or whatever, right. and. Um, they were betting on a football game. You know, I remember like it was like Homeboy was right here, High C was right here, and we're just watching the game. He's like, hey, you wanna put some money on there? Like, nah, I just came to drop off some CDs, I'm good. Whatever, and we just chopped it up real quick, whatever. He left, and then Homeboy's like, hey, you know who's, who was that? I go, nah, I know who was that. Like, you know, I see, I go, you know, High C is. I go, that was him right there and shit. Like, oh, fuck. But uh, he was right there, like, bumping my shit right there, like, just, just playing the music. And I was tripping out because as I was just chilling in that record store, someone came in. And homeboy was playing my music. They're like, "Who's that right there? Who's that?" Like, "Oh, that's that's Mr. Junebug." And like, "What album was that?" And check it out. He goes, "Let me get that." And I didn't say nothing. I just stayed quiet and just like like watch it. Like you know, just a customer come in there and, and right. buy the CD, and it just felt good. You know what I mean? Like, oh shit. You know what? That's something today that yeah. a lot of artists will probably never experience. Two things: hearing a song on the radio, yeah, and going in a record store and seeing somebody buy their stuff yeah you know i remember whether it was sam goodies music plus warehouse tower records i would be in there and look what my stuff was and then watch people buy my stuff and it's such an amazing feeling man especially when you hear your stuff on the radio uh see today what takes away from what made us different if you will not necessarily better but it, it because we lived in a different era yeah Today, you know, you can do a song, finish it right now, and load it yeah. up in YouTube, and that's it. Yeah. And if you have subscribers, you know, you probably get about ten thousand or five thousand people to listen to it. Yeah. But it's not the same joy that you get when somebody you see somebody pick up your shit and say, "This is the shit, homie." Yeah. How much is it? You know, seven ninety nine or whatever. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. It's it's a different feeling, bro. Oh yeah, it's a different feeling. Uh, I I'll share this. I was in uh, San Francisco. The very first time that I ever heard my song on the radio and the biggest radio station out there is KMEL. Yeah. And uh, they played uh, I'm Not Your Puppet there. And, uh, it, dude, I got goosebumps, bro. 
you know, I was 22 years old. Yeah. So, uh, and, you know, in Frisco, hearing it on the radio. So it was an amazing feeling. Well, so, that's feeling, yeah. Yeah, so I, I know how it is when people buy your shit. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So now, okay, you you do songs out in Riverside. The guy loops it. You come to where again, Inglewood? Uh, I went to Gardena. Gardena. I started working with this guy uh, in Gardena. Did a couple of tracks with him. And then through one of my uncles, uh, I plugged up with uh, my homeboy Johnny Boy from Ghetto Bang from San Pedro. Mm -hmm. uh, I plugged up with him and I did like a whole album with him. Like we just connected and his beats were banging. I was like, okay, let's do the, let's do the only the whole album with you. So I did a whole album with him. And then I uh, had Rocky Padilla do one of the tracks on that album. So the whole album was pretty much produced by, by Johnny Boy. Then Rocky Padilla, I did, a, I did a song with him. And he goes, let me produce the track, give me the track. And we just did that. How, how, did, now how did you meet Rocky? Uh, I met Rocky through uh, my homeboy Wicked. You remember, I'm pretty sure you remember the, the, the group Hispanic MCs from mm -hmm. back in the days. He of was, course. He was part of them. And I mean, I never, I mean, I know who Hispanic MCs was, but I never knew like he was part of that. But we just ended up, ended up meeting and chopping it up and we built a good relationship. We started chopping it up and he goes, hey, you know my homeboy Rocky? But yeah, I know who he is. He sings, he, he sings oldies. I go, I'm going to plug you over. You know, let's, let's do it. So I uh, ended up doing a song, Somebody Please, for my Fito, for my pops, rest in peace. And I go, because that was one of his jams. And I go, you know what? I told Rocky, I'm, uh, I'm going to write this song and I want you to sing on the hook. He was like, let's do it. So we recorded it right there at the, uh, it's called Six Point Productions in Gardena. We did, okay. that, did that song right and, there. And this is all for your first album still? Oh, no, this is actually the, the second. The second. Okay, let's the go second. back to the first one. Okay. Okay. You, so who produced all of your first? The first one was all loops and samples. Okay. And it was so, pretty much your, all your ideas. Yeah, yeah. And somebody just looped them for you. Looped them and I just wrapped over them. Okay. Yeah, there, no real, there wasn't really any hardcore production on that. It was just pretty much loops and okay. samples and stuff like that. Now, 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 let me ask you this. Okay. And you were how old when that uh, that first album came out? Uh, I was 19. Okay, 19. Yeah. And you were confident enough to like, this is what I want to do. I'm going to release it. I'm going to yeah. go for it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, now, let me ask you this. When you started recording, yeah, um, did you at all? When they played back, did you like the way you sounded? Oh yeah, I, I, really? I, love, I love the way I sounded. Yeah, I just, okay. So I don't know, like back in the days, just like uh, some people told me, hey, like I don't know about now, but just like at that time, I was like really hungry for it. I'm not gonna lie, my you know, when you come on your first album, you're young. I think my lyrics are more on point now than what they were when I was a kid. Of course, mature. Uh, but my voice, people were like, hey, you know, you got a good voice, whatever. And kind of like the Mexican Easy E with the way you sound, whatever. And I kind of like, okay, kind of put me up a little bit. But then I would hear it and, I, and yeah, you know, I was a little big headed or whatever. Just kind of like, I was feeling it. Okay. But I feel as an artist, you got to be, you got to be confident about your about your music. You, okay. you know what I mean? So I just felt like, okay, let me, let me keep on pushing. You know, it's so. funny because I asked that question for a lot of artists. And if I would say, if I asked maybe, yeah. let's just say 60 artists, yeah. that question. I would say about 50 of them would come back and say they they didn't like how they sounded. Yeah. Uh, it's not that they didn't like that they were not on beat. Yeah. They just like, oh, fuck, that's me. I, I think I sound annoying type of deal. As, as far as far as my lyric wise, I'm like, oh, I said some dumb shit back in the day. Really? So you it know, was like, almost the opposite then. But but like as far as the way I sounded and being on beat and, and the way like I like the way I sound, you know, I liked it. Okay. But I feel like now being being an older cat, you know, I feel like my lyrics are more on point than what they were when I was a kid. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, uh, now, now let me ask you this: You finished that first album. 
Oh, what is your next movement? Do you start shopping it? Does somebody approach you? How, how did you get that album in the stores? You know, what's funny is that, um, it's funny because we me and we were talking earlier about that, but uh, I've always, uh, I, I was working at this, at this at this grocery store back in the days as a kid, right? I was like, what, yeah, uh, 18, whatever. Because uh, the album came out when I was 19. So anyways, uh, I was having issues back in the days, you know, being a knucklehead, whatever, getting into trouble and shit. Um, so I ended up moving back out this way to the harbor area just to kind of, because I put my mom through a lot of shit, you yeah. know what I mean? And I needed to get away. You know what I mean? I was just like, fuck, you know, all this shit that's going on. Like personal shit. Right. Beef and this and that. And just, you know, at that age, you're just, you're just young and dumb. Right. You know, so I was just like, you know what? All this shit's going on because of me. Let me, let me, let me, let me bounce. Um, but that's on another topic. But um, I was working at Stater Brothers back in the day. At a grocery store, Stater Brothers, and then I remember I used to go to the the swap meet next door, the indoor swap meet, where they used to sell CDs. Okay. And I used to walk in there, and I'm like, "Fuck!" I used to look at the shelf, and you see all these, you know, Chicano rappers. You know what I mean? Like, I just call it rap, but you know, Chicano rappers because we're Latino, whatever. But um, I seen Little Rob's album. I see Norwalk's Most Wanted. I seen Brown Pride. I seen Spanish Fly, and I remember that Spanish Fly album and the Norwalk's Most Wanted because when I was a little kid. My uncle used to take my grandma to pick up her medication from Mexico. And I remember him bumping, you know, Norwalk's Most Wanted, uh, Brown Pride, and Spanish Fly. And I was just a little kid, and I was like, not knowing one day I'll be signed to Familiar Records. But um, I'd go on my lunch break, I'd go over there and be like, fuck, I go, I got the skills, just like these guys have the skills. Yeah. Like, I, I could do that. I go, and I, and I felt confident. I was hungry. So uh, to make a long story short, I ended up leaving my mom's pad and moving up, you know, moving back out this way. Yeah. And just to fucking let shit cool down for a bit. Um, I ended up going to, uh, I hit my cousin, I go, hey, do me a favor. I, I seen the record store right there in Norwalk. It was called Boulevard Records. I go, I just have a good feeling. Just give me a ride over there. I'll give you some gas money, whatever. So he took me over there and I had a CD with like 10 songs on it. And there's this guy named Memo, you know, that, that had that record store. At it's called Boulevard Records. I go, hey, what's up, man? I go, uh, I'm saying at the CDs, I go, I'm trying to get a hold of Familia Records. I go, I go, I'm pretty sure you know, like, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty close to, you know, I'm pretty sure you know who he is or, you know, how I get a hold of this company, whatever. He goes, as a matter of fact, I know him real good. I got his number. Why, what's up? Well, I got this music right here and, and I want to show him it. He goes, you know what? I'll tell you what, if I like it, I'll give him a call. Start right there. Yeah. Okay. We're going to continue that story. All right. When we come right back, because now I'm going to ask you something real quick. All right. Yes or no? Did you know what Murray looked like before you ever met him? No, I didn't. Okay, we're gonna come right back to that. All right, everybody. Uh, once again, uh, call somebody, text somebody, pay somebody, slap the shit out of somebody, and let them know that Mr. Junebug's in the motherfucking building, and uh, we're gonna talk about Familia Records. Uh, not only is he an artist, but he's also now the president, and we're gonna uh, touch on. And one of those questions that most of you guys want want me to ask him is are they going to release those catalogs those old school catalogs on familiar records we're going to ask him that question so stay tuned so take us away johnny welcome to rhodium radio and i am your host tony a the wizard we started a gofundme page because we need you to help us meet our goal and our goal is to release a chicano rap documentary and we need you to be a part of this everyone who contributes will have certain incentives offered to them 
For an example, I'll name one. Your name will be on the credits of the film. Everyone who gives, everyone who contributes, uh, their name will be on the credits. That's just one thing that we have to offer it. But yet, if you read the description, you see other incentives for your contribution. If you've seen the Rodeo Mixtape documentary, you will not be disappointed with this documentary shining light on Chicano rap, the Chicano culture. It is something that can be used as an educational tool uh, now and in the future. So once again, help us meet our goals so that we can start production. And remember this, we have a voice and we will be heard. You're back now to Golden Shower Hours. Tony A, the wizard with the podcast of Slap Your Culture Fat Ass with a Fat Ass Dick. And we're going to go ahead and jump butt naked right back into it. But uh, for those of you that have already given to the GoFundMe, the 245s are gone. Make sure that when you get the email, you respond with your name, your address, or whatever. And uh, we have some more uh, singles and some more albums. The singles are going to go first, and then the albums. All you got to do, do is drop at least $5 or more on the GoFundMe, on the Chicano uh, rap documentary GoFundMe page. Uh, other than that, I'll announce that again when we come back. Mr. Junebug, how you doing? So you got another Modelo? Yes, yes, You're sir. feeling good? I'm feeling great. Now, you don't have to drive home, do you? No, nah, no, nah, my girl's driving, so we're okay, we, cool. we good. So we drink good. up on me. You know, <laughs> it, it, you know so, uh, some dude asked me, how come you're not drinking? Uh, I'm, I am going to drink. I'm gonna, just going to wait for the next one. You know yeah. why? Because what happens is that if I start drinking right now, I'll just want to fucking party on me. Yeah. And then I'll forget about the interview. So, mm. but anyways, so you were at this record store. To, so the dude tells you, if I like it, I'll give him a call because I know him. Now he's yeah. talking about Murray Brumfield, yeah. Familia Records. Yeah. And you didn't even know who, what Murray even looked like. Nah. Okay. Well, before you ever saw him, what were you thinking? You Chicano dude, white dude or what? I thought it was Chicano for sure. <laughs> okay, yeah, exactly. Familia yeah. Records. Familia Records. Well, it makes sense. Yeah. Okay. What happens next? Okay, so I, I play him a few songs. I had like 10 songs on the... Well, actually, no, I had 13. I had 13 songs on that CD. So what I did is I compiled 13 songs I did at the studio. Um, and he just played a few. He played one. Um, he liked it. He like, all right, cool. You know, especially back in the day, everybody sampling this and that. Um, he played the next one. He's like, okay. And then he played another one. He's like, fuck. He goes, I like, I like, I like these three songs so far. He goes, you know what? I'm gonna call him right now. I will. Do you mind after I call him? Do you mind if I hear the rest of the album? Nah, go ahead, hear it. He's like, nah. He's gonna, he's gonna like it. So um, he called him. So it was just me and my cousin. Me and my cousin Rasco right there just posted up uh, and just waiting. You know, like, like well, I'm like, like waiting to see who's gonna pop up. So he's playing my music. Um, and it's funny because the store is open and people are coming in already, like, you know, like looking to buy other stuff. And they're like, oh, you know, who's that or who's this or whatever? Trying to buy that CD that's not even out yet. And then, um, and then Memo says, oh, that's Murray walking in right there. I'm like, like where, where's he at? And I, you know, I was, yeah, I was expecting for him to be Latino. <laughs> and then I was like, hey, that's Murray. That's Murray. Go, He's black and he owns Familiar Records. I'm like, oh, shit. So then, um, he comes in, Murray, I mean, uh, Memo introduces, introduces me to Murray. He said, hey, how's it going? I'm Murray Brownfield, this and that. I'm like, oh, I'm Mr. Junebug. He's like, oh, all right. Uh, then he's like, all right, I heard you got something for me. And then Memo goes, all right, I'm gonna play it for you. So he, hmm. played, he played him the music, played one song. He's like, all right, played him three songs. And he's like, cool. He goes, uh, 
I'm not getting into this, the number wise, but he was like, all right, you know, I like it. Uh, let's talk business, what you want to do. So we negotiated a deal. We made it happen. You um, just, just had the, your, your, your artwork ready, like or your pictures, you know, for, for the album cover. Yeah, then uh, we go from there. So we. So at this time, you had no artwork, just a CD. Just a CD. So so okay. then uh, yeah, one of my uncles was like, you know what? I got a homeboy that has like a Lolo, you know, whatever. It'd be clean if you have like a Lolo in there, whatever. So he hooked that up. Um, we took pictures and uh, actually Murray Murray pulled up to the pad. I was staying in, in Lakewood at that time. He pulled up to the house. He showed up. Pulled him, gave him the CD. Gave him gave him uh, the artwork and. He, you know, I got my advance up there in the front, you know, up front, and then that was that. So, were you happy with that deal? Uh, be, being being a kid at that time, I felt like yeah, I, I was really happy. Yeah, yeah, because okay. yeah, especially knowing the business, um, I was aiming high, and we negotiated from there. So, so now, now let me answer this. Uh, Junebug, had that always been your name, Mister Junebug? Yeah, uh, growing up as a kid, uh, yeah, actually, my uncle gave me that name. Okay. And uh, well, we gave him another name, and I didn't like it. What, what, what was that other name? Huh? Fresh, just fresh, just fresh. Like so, it was, just it, was, fresh. It, was, it was just fresh. So every time he see me, he'd be like, "Fresh." I'm like, I don't like that shit. Just, just fresh. Just like I, 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 oh, was, I wasn't, I wasn't feeling it because it was me and uh, it was me and my my cousin. Like you know, like we're we're we're, we're tight, we're close, and whatever. But we get into it as as kids. We're like like a year apart in, in age difference, right? Right. Um, just knuckleheads. We're little kids. You're like, all right, you're tough and, and you're fresh. So I was like the cool guy and you were like the tough guy, whatever. It was probably the hair back then. Huh? Probably, probably was the hair. Yeah, okay. So. Now, what inspired Junebug, bro? Uh, shit, I don't know. Maybe, because yeah, I was born in June and I bugged him a lot. I don't, I don't fucking know, man. Just He was just like, you know what? Fuck it. I go, oh, your name's not fresh and shit. He goes, I'm going to call you Junebug. So I'm like, all right, I just, I just stuck with it. You just stuck with I it. And then you added the mister, huh? I had the mystery, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, okay. Yeah. So now, <clears throat> you shoot your pictures, sign your deal, you get your advance. Okay. Uh, how soon after that did the album drop? The album dropped, uh, okay, I would say like within, I'm thinking within a month worth of, worth of time. Okay. Like me and Murray kept in touch. Uh, as, you know, after I left uh, Boulevard Records, after I left the shop, I was just like, okay, this is real. And you know what? Before I left, he called me back. I still remember he called me back in and he was just like, hey, Jumbo, come back in here. Came back in here and he fucking, boom, shot me a little bit of cash. Like, just so you know, I'm serious about this deal. I'm like, all right, cool. Then I knew, okay, this is legit. We took off, you know, whatever. My cut took off. We just had a couple Coronas at the pad. And then uh, me and Murray kept in touch. He kept his word and he showed up. You know, I, I kept my word on my end with the music, gave my material, paid me, good. And then uh, that's around the time where where Pocos Para Locos was already like getting started with the with okay. the with the show. So I came in like, hey, you came in right on time because I'm gonna get you on the show and they'll play my music every Sunday night. Oh, so it was cool. Now, uh, um, was it a one album deal? Um, you know what like so what were it, the details of the album it, it, it was a one album deal like okay. that's that's what we negotiated because uh knowing the business i mean there's a lot, a lot of people that don't know about the business uh i got i felt like that the deal was fair i was happy with it and i felt like you know what let's do a one album deal 
and then we'll go from there. We could always negotiate another deal instead of being locked up in a big contract because I don't like just being tied down like that. So I was just like, okay, you know what? Let's do this first album and then we'll go from there. Okay. And then uh, that's what happened. Um, that's how we did that business. Okay, okay now fast forward from there to that first album to now. How long have you been knowing Murray? Shit. Uh, At Fem least how many years? Um, well, from then till now, uh, I've been knowing him, shit, say 20, you know, like we kept in touch early on then. We kept in touch. I lost contact with him for, for quite a few years. Okay. I lost okay. in contact for quite a few years. And it's, and it's funny because uh, when I started working on my second, my second album, we still kept in touch. And I just told him, hey, like, like what's up? I go, you, you ready for the next one? He goes, yeah, I'm ready. But uh, after that, we just lost touch. Numbers changed, it's changed. So uh, the second album wasn't able to be put under Familiar Records, but I had material ready to roll. Um, yeah, we lost touch. Um, then I went over to, at that time, I went over to Eastside Records. Okay. And I was like looking for a deal. I needed a... Uh, I needed some income. I figured, okay, this is my this can be my career. I need some income. Uh, this is what I want to pursue. Let's let's work something out. And Issa Records had a contract ready for, for me to roll with the contract. Okay. But then politics got involved with uh, there's an issue. You know, like someone was like, whatever you do, don't sign this guy. Okay. So it, 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 it pissed me off. It like kind of got me like really heated, man. It, it, it pissed me off. I was just like, okay, we working with someone from up north. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, similar with your name, whatever, it's that, but they're, like, really tight with him. And I'm like, you know what? It's different. I go, shit, I'm on this side. You know, he's on that side. I'm Mr. Junebug. That's that's who I am. Right. And I go, check my material out. I go, and he's like, no. He goes, I love your material. He goes, I'm willing to sign a freaking eight-album deal with you. Well, if you like the material, let's do it. You, you know what I mean? So there are certain individuals behind that that said, uh, let's kind of, like, blackball him. You know, let's kind of stop this deal from happening. So I, I, I know who I know who it was. I'm not going to mention any names, but um, so they pretty much cock block your deal with Eastside Records. They cock block my deal, but I was still willing to be loyal with Familiar Records because that's just the type of person I am. Right. And I just you know, but I, I lost contact with him, so I was kind of shopping my my album around. And homeboy was like from Eastside Records, named Richie. Like man, he goes, "Fuck, you got to get some good material. That's just going to sell." I want to fucking say this is gonna make money. The other motherfucker ain't doing shit. You know, the other motherfucker ain't doing shit. And I'll say, like, I don't want to put the names out there, but the other motherfucker ain't doing shit. He goes, we want to sign, I want to sign you. I want to I want to do this. We're like, fuck, man. He goes, the least I could do is like, want me to press your album? I, I could push your CDs for you. And I'll just, at that time, I just walked out like, nah, I was just pissed. Like, fuck it, we could change your name. I ain't changing my name. Yeah. That's who I am and shit. You know, Mr. Junebug, Harbor Areas, you know, this is who I am that, and that's that. I ain't changing it. Right. My price stuck with me. Like I'm not gonna change my name. Right. Right. You know what I mean. So okay. I just left it at that, um, and I started pushing the CDs on my own. Just out the trunk. Okay, so you just went independent. And independent. Just you know, I didn't get that advance or cash out front. Right. But I was still paying the bills. Just just pushing okay. the CDs to all these stores. I'll buy it by the box, whatever. Doing it independent. And then I ran to my boy VG Cazell, and. Uh, he kind of helped me out, you know, like, you know what? I'm going to get you, I'm going to help you get distribution. But still in his business, okay, you can have distribution, but guess what? You also have to have advertising dollars. Right. 
You know what right. I mean? So it's a lot of work behind it. So it's like too much work for me to do on my own. Right. So it was kind of, it's kind of, it was kind of tough. Okay. So let's go back a little bit to that first album. Yeah. It comes out under Familia Records. What yeah. year was that? 2000. 2000. Okay. <clears throat> 2000. So we're looking at 20 years ago. Okay. Mm -hmm. When that dropped, how was the response, man? It was, the response was really good. Really good. Yeah. It really good. Uh, people were requesting my stuff on the radio. It was getting played out. I like listening to the radio. See, people were requesting it left and right. You know what I mean? So. Did you get booked a lot for a lot of shows? Uh, I did a lot of shows back then, yes. Okay. Yes. Do you still remember your first show off of that album? Uh, I did one in Pico Rivera uh, called El Rodeo. Okay. I opened up for uh, Exhibit. No shit. Yeah, I opened up for Exhibit, but at that time, I was actually performing my new shit versus my old shit. Really? Yeah, because I had my, I went from sample beats to more like, more hip-hop type beats. Okay. So, I had some shit that was just like, people were like, oh, you gotta perform this song. But I did perform some songs off the album too, but like, I had more of my new shit there too. Now, you producing or pretty much uh, having your hands on your first album, yeah. you have somebody loop with, with your ideas pretty much. You come out on their familiar records. Now you're performing. How did you like performing now, man? I fucking love it. Really? I, I, I love it. Okay. it it's, it's funny because uh, growing up as a kid, I was always shy. But like, shit, once I get up on the mic, I just, I just, I just love it. I love it. Um, I love the response I get from the fans. The fans are feeling it. You just you just you get that good feeling. You know what I mean? So okay. it, just, it just pumps up even more. You know? Okay. So I just. So you were talking about your second album. Your first album dropped two thousand. When did you release your second album? What year was that? Second album. Uh, two years later. Two thousand two. Yes. Let's jump a little bit ahead. Your third album because you have four albums out. Yes. Okay. Yes. In the park, stay creeping. Hard life and running out of time. Hard life. When did that come out? How soon after the sec okay, second that, album? Okay. After the second album, uh, hard life came out. Like I think, like shit, I don't remember what year. I think like four years later. Okay. Four years. Was later. there a reason why it took so long? Uh, you know what? I just yeah, I got discouraged a little bit as far as like trying to run the business, run the business side of it, and then focus on my craft because I really. I know both sides and I was just like, I'd rather focus on my craft and let someone else run a business. But at the same time, you want to see the numbers you don't want to get burnt. Of course. Of course. So, so it's just like, I was trying to do everything myself and it kind of just kept it more as a hobby than professional. And I was always like fucking, I remember that deal I could have had and I didn't have. And it just, it kind of like, like, fuck, I know. Like, I could have been like this. You know what I mean? And a certain, you know, you know how that shit goes, man. So yeah. I was just like, Whatever I say, I just kept it pushing. I did it for the love of it, and it, it didn't stop me. I just kept recording music, and I just independently so much shit. That's pretty yeah, much well, you know what? I think a lot of times we all get a little discouraged. Yeah, I mean, I took a damn ten year break. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, from the music, and I would uh, uh, when I did an interview with uh, one of my good friends, Soren Baker, that people go crazy on the live chat talking about Soren Baker. He asked me, why did I take such a long break? Yeah. Like from 2007 to 2017. And I'll be real with you. I, I wasn't in love with the music anymore. Yeah. I had just had enough of it, man. Yeah. I had no more love for it. It wasn't fun for me anymore. Yeah. You know, it almost became like so discouraging. Yeah. That I was just like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm out. Yeah. So a lot of times when I interview a lot of uh, rappers that might have came out from 2007 on up. Yeah. I may have never heard of them simply because I press mute on all music. I, I didn't want to hear any music almost for 10 years. No radio, no new music. 
you know, somebody could have came out and popping in 2010, and I probably would have never heard of them yeah. because I was too busy with my family, coaching my kid, etc. So, um, <clears throat> so now the third album drops. Your last album. Yeah. Let's talk about your last album. Right. When did that drop? Shit, the last album just dropped. Uh, it was like two years ago. Okay. Yeah. Now, now why? Uh, um, why two years ago and now? Uh, what can people expect? Like, what? what why the two-year gap? Uh, you know what? It, it's funny because okay, so I ended up just like I wasn't really doing much. I mean, I wrote some music here and there. Uh, I ended up going to this uh, sports bar over there in uh, Marina Valley. Just it was me and my sister. I just wanted to get out the house and just need something to do, whatever. Um, there was this cat uh, that was just telling me, hey, man, you come out here and perform your old shit, this and that. And I go, you know what? <clears throat> nah, I go, I'm, I'm not going to perform this and that. Like, fucking, because I, I love performing and I go, I don't like doing those. I don't mind doing small shows, but I'm not really into them. I want to see a big crowd, you know what I mean? So it was just like, it was like a tiny uh, sports bar. He's like, come on, do me that favor. So I ended up going over there. And oh, actually what happened is he put my name on the flyer without, you know, like without me telling him yes. So I'm like, what the fuck? You put my name in a flyer so people are going to expect me to be there. So I ended up just showing up anyways. Damn, he did you like that? Yeah, motherfuckers just did me like that, man. I'm like, fuck. So anyways, um, I ended up showing up. I'm like, oh, fuck it. I'm going to pull up. I called him, hey, I'm going to be there. So I showed up. Uh, that's where I met my homeboy Negro um, from Riverside Street Life. Uh, I met him there. I remember it was Negro and, and the homie Little Stocks right there. Me and my sister, Negro and Little Stocks. And then, um, and then my homeboy Storm, he was a promoter from back in the days. He did a lot of shows. He promoted uh, Metal Man Ace, okay. uh, Sand Dog, Cypress Hill. He did a lot of shows back in the days. But I seen him there, and he was posted up with, with Negro and Little Stocks. And uh, I was at the bar grabbing a drink with my sister, and then like Storm called us to the, to the table. And that's where I met Negro, and then we just started chopping it up, and he was putting Little Stocks' album out, this and that. And we just started shooting the shit, having a beard, just talking, and then, uh, you know, you can read somebody sometimes, you know, like when someone's about the business or just, right. you know, whatever, and I just I just got that vibe, like, okay, I want to talk to him later on about some, some music, whatever. But uh, we exchanged numbers, and he's like, hey, man, you still want to fuck with the music, or we're stopping you? I go, I go, yeah, I want to mess with the music, but as far as uh, me putting my money into it, this and that, or whatever, I just, I just, I just can't. He's like, what if I was to do that? I go, if, I mean, if you want to do it, like, like full force, he goes, yeah, what if I was to like front the fed and let's put your album on? Well, if you pay for the studio time, you pay for the videos, and then I'll, I'll be there. So I'm like, fuck it, let's, let's do it. Okay. So then, um, and his album, like, I, I feel like it could be pushed really hard, man. It, it, like, I'm not, I'm not being too cocky, but it's a, it's a fire album. I like it. Like, okay. I, I love this album, but, um, we worked hard on that album and and uh he put all this money to to produce his album to to you know pay for the videos and this and that and, and we just i go all right let's let's do this let's do a uh we made an agreement we did a one album deal plus, okay. plus a compilation um so i went ahead and finished that album and shit, man it's, it's just banging man that's, okay. that's that's how that's how that got started with that okay yeah now that album uh, um is, is done yeah. How did you get reacquainted with Marie? Okay, <laughs> it's it, a funny story. It's funny because um, uh, me and my girl want to have lunch, you know, like lunchtime, whatever. Right. 
you know, we'll go have our sushi or whatever. We'll go go eat or whatever tacos. It don't matter. We'll go out to eat. And before going home, like once in a while, I'll stop by this coffee shop. You know, I was like, well, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna get a fucking coffee. <laughs> so, for, so driving from from LA back to Riverside or wherever, just like you know, like you know what, I'm gonna give me a coffee. So I walked in there and I looked and I see Marie on his laptop. I don't know where you just saw him like that. I just saw him. I just saw him on the, la on the laptop and I was just like, Murray. And he looked at me like, well, so you know who I am? He goes, Junebug. I'm like, oh, what's up, man? We just started chopping it up. So we stepped outside and we just started talking about, you know, the music thing and that's how we just got in touch again. Okay. And uh, uh, how long ago was that? Uh, that was recent. That was like, uh, I would say at least well, like six, seven months ago, like around there. Okay. Yeah, so now, now tell us, um, how did you end up becoming the president of Familia Records? Uh, well, me and Mary, we started talking business, and and a lot of people that know me, they know I'm a, I'm a business uh, individual, like being my own boss and just just like making things happen. I just, um, you know, I was hungry for it, you know. So me and Mary started talking about business. And what I could do, you know, as far as like, you know, we still talking about family records. Like, hey, I go, you got this catalog? You got anything new? I go, let's do something with it. Um, as far as you know, this is where a lot of the music came from, especially all the artists that that are big now. I go, why don't you keep it going? I go, Let, let's uh, keep it going. So he kind of, you know, kind of threw a little vision out there. He saw my vision too, and he's like, you know, you're right. Let's revamp Familia Records. You know what I mean? There's artists out there that are looking for an opportunity, even though you could do it on your own because of the internet. But there's artists that, that that need that guidance, need that support. You know, our people. Uh, they're looking for an opportunity. They're very talented. They don't have a chance to do this. That are hungry. And uh, he saw my vision. And he's like, you know what? Let's 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 make it happen. So that's how that all went down. And he just said, I want you to be in charge of it or so so we started talking yeah, we started talking about this and he you know he wanna be a uh, wanted me to be a partner in Familia Records and kinda of making it to uh bring it back up again. You okay. Know? Okay. So that's so, how that went down. So now uh people are asking it's the question Yeah. You know, that what is Murray gonna be doing um with his old catalogs as far as all the other other old artists stuff that he's had for many many years possibly since the early 90s obviously yeah um uh him being the first chicano rap label yeah and you being now his partner or president or whatever you know, your position is yeah as far as in releasing this or uh helping him motivate it or you know whatnot i guess people want to know is uh some of that or eventually all of that stuff be, will be released again you know what uh yeah, we're talking about some of that stuff and uh to answer that like right now we got like Westside cartel okay that's gonna be re-released okay but we're working on some stuff and uh i think that's something that should be uh brought up in part two because it's too there's too there's too too much too much um going on uh too much too much things as far as ideas and revamping familiar okay. records but so far, like, yeah, as, to answer the fans' questions, uh, some, some things are going to be re-released. Okay, okay. So, yeah, there goes your guys' answer. So, thing, some will be released. You just can't rele release at the moment exactly who. That's still uh, pretty much undecided, I believe. You know, uh, who you guys are going to end up re releasing. Yes. But 
they can expect yeah. old familia catalog eventually yes okay so there's your answer anything you want to add to that oh triple on this story just um i remember you're asking me about the whole cds and and where we're pushing it back in the days with yeah. Familia records um let me know the swap me i'm pretty sure you're familiar Lamarra, with that yeah. that's where a lot of careers started at and stuff like that um it's funny because after i got signed with familiar records um i remember going to the swap meet and it was uh murray was right there just with boxes just just pushing just working hard pushing this album out and it was him and i didn't even know the girl that he was with with uh was uh tiffany haddish the actress both of them just pushing my first album out <laughs> so i'm like what the fuck? That's, 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 a, that's a trip you know that's what dope, i mean man. so it's just like yeah, i still remember that it's that's just a memory yeah that's just crazy but that's dope yeah uh, um now um uh, with that stuff be released uh possibly at the moment whatever information you, you can give on all platforms digital platforms or can people expect hard copies as well hard copies as well okay uh i mean we got we got some things lined up as far as uh artist development and, and um revamping the old uh artist and there's certain artists that we're in touch with that okay we might bring back out and new artists um and possibly a family records compilation okay of unreleased material okay so, um, so and i'm sure murray's has a lot of that yes a lot of that stuff. people ju are just dying to hear it because it's almost kind of like the lost tapes type of deal you know mm -hmm. uh people are just and believe me pe that shit will sell yeah. uh, so all good man so listen for the last couple of minutes anything that i didn't ask you that i should have asked anything you could think of or anything before you give a shout outs for you address your homies and yeah, yeah, yeah. And whatnot anything that uh, I, sh I should have asked you uh well besides besides uh the catalog and this and that uh, i want you guys to check out the the flick that i came out i did a movie also oh dope dope tell us about it it's called uh exodus of the prodigal son it's just a, it's, it's not a big budget movie but you can catch it on amazon prime okay so i'll play a swat team member and end up dying so okay you might need to pull out the, you know little <laughs> the tissue <laughs> nah but anyways to make to make a long story short um on the last of my drop under street life uh records um there's also some some new material being released under under street life music as well okay um besides unreleased music from familiar records we also got some stuff in the works with street life music um with various artists uh malvado lady z uh travel a child wolfie you know and, and much more artists that are under that label as well okay so you know all right all right at this time you want to give any shout outs man anything anybody you want to bring up anybody you want to uh, you know uh uh, uh. That's, that, that's the hardest part because i was in afraid somebody but um a big shout out to all sides of my family you know my circle has gone like this to like this because <laughs> you know how that should go yeah but to all my solid uh friends homeboys family members to my girl uh much love to all my kids i love you guys and uh big shout out to to high c tony a gracias for the opportunity negro street life murray brumfield uh all my loved ones and all my real ones out there you know thank you for for everything and for supporting my music awesome man you know awesome me? um first of all a lot of people don't know murray brumfield is actually here yeah so thank you for that murray much love much respect much love our negros and to the ladies um other than that um 
Anything else you want to say, man? The floor is yours, brother. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever you want to say. And uh, don't forget, you know, the fans want it. The fans want my unreleased shit from back in the day. You know, if, if you want it, it's going to be released. Okay. You know what I mean? And, and I'm expecting that 28 beat on this new shit. Okay. <laughs> call me out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what? Your Instagram's been popping up, so uh, if people want to get a hold of you or whatnot, they can DM you right there or whatnot. So. Yeah. Um, other than that, okay, everybody, we're going to go ahead and take a break, and we're going to bring out our next special guest. So make sure you go get a modelo, slap your lady across her fat ass, and let her know that shit's about to get lit. All right? So we'll be back after this. Make sure you call somebody, text somebody, break a bottle over somebody's fucking head, and let them know that hypnotic is in the motherfucking building. Mr. Junebug, thank you very much, brother. Yes, yes. Stick around, all right? All right. All right, Johnny boy. Welcome back, everybody, to the Golden Shower Hour. It's Tony Hayes, the Wizard, with the podcast that slaps your cross your fat ass with a fat ass dick. And before I introduce <laughs> my special guest, once again, for those of you that have been donating, the 245s are gone. Still got a couple of albums, and I still got a couple of singles, so make sure you drop at least $5 or more on the Chicano uh, GoFundMe rap documentary page uh, that can be found on the description, on my Facebook bio, or my... Uh, uh, what the fuck's it called? Instagram bio. Fuck it. Even my MySpace bio. Just Damn. kidding. So, uh, anyways, without further ado, please allow me to introduce today Hypnotic. How How's you doing, my going? brother? How's it going, Tony? I'm doing good, homie. You know what? I, I usually shake my guests' hands, you know, but today with this whole pandemic, everybody's kind of like, you know. <laughs> little fist pump, dog? Little fist pump. I'm the list. So, it, so tell me about this beer that you brought me, bro. All right. So request. Shout out to my carnal Aztec G. He's the one that brought this to our attention, my brother. He wanted me to bring this so you can try it. It's uh, it's oh. called Azteca. It's brewed in San Diego, and if you see it, it's uh it's called More Bounce, and it has like a little Lolo on there. It's a smooth. Uh, it's like an IPA, but it's smooth. So we just oh, wanted shit. you to try. It. He did say like, "Hey, Tony, be sipping on the show." So, oh, yeah. so let's do that and okay, salute. Let's sip. Somebody asked why I wasn't I drinking. Well, you there know. you go. Now you got a reason. Hold yes, on. thank you, toast, brother. Toast. And, and the, the reason why I, mm. we think, it's nice. Kind of smooth, right? Yeah, you know what? And I usually don't drink this kind of beer, right? But it's actually pretty fucking nice. <laughs> um, there you go, dog. Somebody asked, "How come you haven't been drinking?" You know, the, here's the thing: when you try to work out and you take protein, when you fucking drink all the time, it kills all the fucking protein. So you try to kind of like, you know what I'm saying? Hey, well, well, I, my my older brother Mauricio, he has a thing called feed him and lift, dog, and he be hitting some heavy weight and he be drinking while he's. Working no out, shit. dog. So, yeah. No shit. Is that like some cholo fish? Let's <laughs> <laughs> like that. Shout out Freedom and Lives, homie. My my carnal Mauricio right there. Dog. You, you know who I want to give a shout out to because I saw you on his podcast, Hoodstocks. Yeah, Hoodstocks. Lucky. Okay, Lucky. Simon. Uh, Lucky. Much love, much respect. Uh, Hoodstocks. Um, um, dope podcast. Yeah, yeah. No, he, yeah, he treated me really good, man. That was a dope. That was a dope uh, podcast. You know, I, I I like to show love to everyone, bro, because. I always preach that there's enough money, there's enough shine to go around to everyone. Simon. And I always encourage everyone, you know what? YouTube is free, bro. All you got to do is fucking have Wi-Fi, start e up your e own podcast. Exactly. That's and let true. our voice be heard, mm -hmm. you know. But now, I know it's uh, Wednesday. How was your weekend, man? The weekend? What did I do this weekend? Man. Even if you lie. The weekend was feeding me. It's always feeding me, dog. Uh the fuck did I do this weekend, dog? I went blank, Holmes. Dispenser, dog. Did you drink too much? Too much pressure right here, dog. I'm, I'm in the 
You know, I mean, I'm on Rhodium Radio, dog. <laughs> All good, man. Have another sip, and maybe you might remember. Yeah, I know, right? So, uh, did you get lit? Did you get tore up? Que pasó? Oh, shit. What the fuck did I do? Anybody on the comments remember what we did this weekend, dog? Fuck. This shit's pretty good, man. Thank you, dog. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> what the hell did I do this weekend, dog? What? Shit. Uh, did you uh, go to the carnival or I don't know, something? God, what the hell did we do? Strip bro? club? No, no, no. You can't. Those are strippers. <laughs> I wonder if they strip with, with hey, I heard there's drive through strip clubs now, dog. I see drive that on IG. Through you, you roll up and they're dancing on the poles and shit. Somewhere in Atlanta, I think I saw that. No though. shit. <laughs> yeah, no, no joke. Now, now let me ask you, have you ever been to Atlanta? I never. Okay. Oh, I heard you talking about Atlanta where you first saw twerking or something. Yes, like Magic City. With the little one in Sh Shadow. Shout out, Shadow. I got a track with Shadow Thumb. Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, that was the first time I ever heard ass cheeks clapping. <laughs> like the. Like, I didn't know that was possible. Yeah. You know, before, back in the 80s, all you saw was a bunch of white girls, you, you know, trying to do the stomach wave. Stiff, little stiff. Yeah, little stiff, <laughs> trying to do the robot and swinging from the pole. Yeah. But when I went out there, it was like... You were like, whoa. Like, they had that shit down to a science. Damn, dog. Like, and the twerk air didn't stink. Uh-huh. You know? It, so... <laughs> the yeah. twerk air didn't stink, dog. Yeah, dude. It was, it was fresh. It was fresh, bro. That's clean, dog. Uh -huh. I mean, that means they were probably clean, dog. That's good. Probably clean or probably so had John motherfucking tap, tokens. then you're good, dog. Yeah, uh, uh, body spray. Because mm -hmm. my boy John's releasing uh, stripper body spray, stripper glitter, eventually all that shit. For real? Yeah, for real. Shit, I'm serious. Right. John motherfucking Elks is on a whole different other level. You got to get creative nowadays. You can sell anything, dog. Especially it, in this era. Yeah. There's a market for everything. That's what I noticed, man. I mean, you could put sexy charcoal and motherfuckers <laughs> will buy it. Baby, make sure you get that sexy charcoal for the sexy uh, side. <laughs> you know, anything. anything, dog. Just get creative with it. Throw the right presentation behind it and... Map magic will happen, dog. Exactly. Exactly. So, so now, so now, um, anything good you watch lately on TV, man? I always like to ask because I'll um, tell you what, I, I, I want to see what kind of sh sick yeah, shit yeah, people yeah, watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, right now, um, I'm waiting on Hentified season two. It's on Netflix. I don't know if you've seen that. No, never heard of it. Bato. It's dope because, uh, it's real. It's Raza, homie. It's, and it's, uh, based out here in LA. And it's a play on words. It's, uh, gentrified, gentrification. So it's like, um, it's about like how these, it's about a family that owns a taco shop and they're dealing with, uh, you know, these white owners that come in and trying to change the scenery, trying to make it more wet or, you know what I mean? Right, Bring right. more people and it's raising the, the, the brand. It's a really good show, man. It's called Hentified. I love it. I actually loved it. Me and my family, we, we all love it. It's a really good show. Okay. I definitely recommend that. Dog. I'm going to have to try to, I'm going to have to try but to watch some that. sick shit. I just started watching the Epstein shit, Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah, that, I saw the first episode and a half, and damn, homie, that motherfucker is really a monster, dog. Okay, now let me ask you this. Do you think he killed himself? Hell no, nah, dog. <laughs> Come on now. He's linked to, to... See, I haven't even seen the full documentary yet, but I right. already know right. from what I hear, he was linked to too many important names, dog. You know what I mean? Yeah, you, you know what's crazy? Okay. People were probably, are probably going to get mad at me what I'm about to say. i seen the whole thing. Okay? okay, I thought it was a little bit lengthy. I thought they could have shortened okay. it up, but... Yeah. I watched them all. Here's what I didn't get. Some of the girls that supposedly he fondled or whatever yeah. he do, did with them. And believe me, I'm not sticking up for his ass. Of course. Because he's already dead anyways. Anyways, but um, they asked one of the girls, did, did he ever hold you against your will? No. Um, I don't know. Did he ever hit you? No. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what did he do? Well, he just touched me inappropriately. Mm -hmm. How long were you there for? Six years. Yeah. <laughs> 
No, no, I get it. I get it. But uh, I think the the main eye-opening thing was how young they were. Like, yeah. some of them were 14 uh, and of shit. Of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But no, but then, like, I think that's what... I didn't see it all, but when you're that powerful, I guess... I mean, some you know, don't get it twisted, man. Some of these hyenas out there, they might play the victim now. You know what I mean? But they were into it or whatever. If they were young and, and they got manipulated, that's fucked up. Either way. Either way you look at it, it's a fucked up situation. Someone with that much money and that much power... Of course. They're going to, like, use that power on you and threaten you. Get inside of it, dog. But it, it's a fucked up world, dog. Yeah. Really Today, you know it. how people threaten you? With screenshots. <laughs> you, you know what I said? Screenshots is the new snitching. Damn. Screenshots. And is... I, the rappers be snitching on themselves, too, yes. man. It's, yes. it's a crazy world. Technology, social media, Instagram. Or, or I'll tell you where they go and dry snitch uh, on Vlad TV, bro. Vlad TV? Yeah, it's what I've been, been hearing a lot of that shit, dog. Homeboy be asking weird questions. Like, it's like, why are you f so focused on this? You know what I mean? It's weird, dog. I, I know. Weird. There's a lot of bad reputation on Homeboy. Yeah, that's why, uh, and believe me, I'm kind of like undecided, but ultimately, if he would ever ask me to go on a show, I wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't because. There's just too much dirt. There's too much. Um, that's like, if I, like, same thing. If I was ever to be asked, I'd, that's something I have to think about. I mean, it's good publicity, but then, like, are you selling out? Or if you know all this background shit, you know what I mean? There's decisions yeah. you have to make for yourself. Right. Well, whatever you are. What kind of artist you are? If you're gonna say true your rasa, your culture, or your beliefs, right. you probably shouldn't work with so and so. You get right. what I'm saying? Right. You gotta pick and choose who you work with. So when you hit me up, rasa all day, much respect, dog. Absolutely, bro. It's an honor to be here, homie, on some real shit. You you put the rasa on the map. It's a great platform, and I'm and I'm blessed to be here, dog. Well, it's a blessing for you to for you to be here for me, uh, for you to give me the opportunity to interview you Simon, as well, gracias. bro. Uh, now, wh where were you originally raised or, or originally from? I was born in Oceanside. I was raised in the 760 North County, San Diego. Shout out to all my gente out there. I grew up in Escondido. Uh, uh, my childhood years was in Vista. Um, so yeah, uh, Escondido is where I'm from, dog. San Diego County. I rep, I rep Dago all day. But then uh, I moved out here to the IE, uh, Riverside County in Hemet. And I've been out here for the past couple years, dog. But uh, but yeah, so I, I would say I grew up in Esco and Hemet. Okay. But I'm all over, dog. I go to LA, I go to Dago. I'm, I'm everywhere with where the music is taking me. Yeah. It's everywhere, dog. SoCal and and it's it's just beautiful. Everywhere I go, I see Rasa and like there's there's a lot of fan, there's fan there's there's a fan base out there, dog, and you just got to say the right things and tap into them, you know what I mean? And and that's yeah. what I'm trying to do, dog. You know what? Much much love, much respect to everybody in San Diego. Simon. Uh, I interviewed a lot of those people, uh, a lot of those rappers. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they're all my good friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm going to continue to bring many of those out here. You yeah. Know, and, and shine, uh, uh, not only uh, light on them, but just light on Rasa. And general. that's dope, dog, because you, you know, you're LA based, but you show love to everybody, dog. And that's but, how it should be, dog. Because yeah. at the end of the day, we're all Rasa. We all represent the same shit, dog. Absolutely. You know, here, here's, here's the way I live, man. First of all, Tomorrow's not promised. While I'm here, I want to try to bless whoever I can. Simone. With what little I have, you know, then that's what I want to do, you know? Yeah. So, now, other than that, uh, you come from a big family? Uh, I got a pretty big family, dog. It's actually, yeah, it's actually really big. Uh, I'm the youngest in my family. I got uh, two older brothers and three older sisters. And most of them all have kids. It's just me and my, my brother. Okay, so it's Mauricio's the oldest, Sonia, my sister, and then Janet, and then Lisa, and then Jesse, and then me. So Jesse and me, we're the only ones without kids. Um, but in, in total, I think we got like 15 nephews and nieces, dog. So, oh, sure. so it's a big-ass family. Um, obviously, right now, because of COVID and shit, we don't. We always used to do carne saladas, gatherings and shit. Right now, it's on hold. It's like one family at a time. 
hospital. <laughs> but you know, cause cause uh, my my dad's passed away. Um, rest in peace to my rest dad. But my mom's still here and she's elderly. You know what I mean? So we we don't want to play around with that. You know what I mean? Of course. So we of gotta course. you know as much caution as possible when it comes to la jefa you know what I mean? no you know what it's, it's true it's true because uh and, and not just the covid just in general because older people are tend to get sicker or yeah yeah quicker. and then you know I, you know everybody's working everybody's out and you don't know some people don't even know when they have it you know what i mean some yeah. people don't show symptoms so it, it's a little scary it's definitely changed life changed our lives for sure how we how we go about it my mom she's so frustrated mom <laughs> i know I don't want to put her on blast, but like, she's just like, ya quiero salir de la casa, you know what I mean? Like, yes. you know, and I, and I feel for her, but she, she was, when we go to the store, she just likes to ride in the back seat, you know what I mean? Right. Every now and then, if it's early, she'll go out in the store and shit, but she's always wearing her mask, so, okay. but yeah. Are yeah. you working on getting any kids, man? <laughs> not, not right now, dog. I'm too, I'm way too focused on my career in music. So, like, to be honest, like, girls... A relationship right now is nowhere near my radar, dog. You know what what about an entanglement? <laughs> Some Will Smith, Jada. I don't mind that, dog. You know what I mean? It's all good. Everybody, we need love. We need, we need that affection every now and then. You know what I mean? Let me bust it out here, and then I'll bust it out over there, dog. You know what, I mean? you know what? I have to bring it up. What, what, what did you think about when you heard it? I was in an entanglement. What the fuck? Does you know that what, mean? dog? To be honest, I've, I've heard more of it from, from people around me or like on social media. So I don't know the full story behind it, but I heard, I guess she, she fucking like fucked around on Will Smith and shit. And I guess she used the word entanglement. So that's just a fancy way of, I don't know what she's trying to say, dog. Like, que me cogió. <laughs> like we had a family together. We, we, maybe it's her way of saying we were stuck. Like we were, we were entangled. We couldn't escape. Or maybe a lot of, a lot of people. legs were intertwined <laughs> while they were in bed or something. I don't, I don't know. know. I was no. tangled up. <laughs> But so, now that's that's all that's popping right now. Everybody wants to talk about that, and it's and trending. It's, it's trending, but but um, but yeah, you know, there there are more important things out there and shit. But like, but that's that's the thing of social media, dog. You can be focused on this shit. This shit's fucking crazy, and then these, these little celebrities do something, and everybody's attention's on that, and it takes away what's important. But but it is what it is. That's the era we live in. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Okay, you know what? Now, growing up. And uh, Latino home, okay. Uh, what type of music did, were you raised, man? I was, well, for me, like, it all varies. Like, my dad, he used to love uh, oldies. So I love my oldies, dog. Oldie but goodies. Uh, he liked uh, old, like, uh, soft rock, like, you know, the old school rock. And then my mom, you know, Marco Antonio Solis, Los Bookies and shit like that, Ramon Ayala. And then, so my brothers are the ones, and my sisters, they, they, they uh, I think I started hearing, like, Aztec tribe back in the day when I was a okay. kid. They had oh I love crisscross. They used to they used to dress me. I think they braided my hair back then. There's pictures. Ne never again backwards? though, Charlie. <laughs> Did you ever wear your clothes backwards? Yeah, yeah. They they dressed me up backwards. I was a kid, but I used to sing every lyric. No So sure. I guess I I kinda that tells me that I always I was I loved rap. I, I memorized lyrics real early. And then my brothers, Mauricio and Jesse, they they just put me on game, dog, when it comes to hip hop, like Tupac. I, that was like my first real like hero, you know what I mean? And then like, and then um, when I was youngster, growing up in Escondido, Mr. Shadow came out, and we were like, "Damn, what the f this motherfucker's dope!" And he's Mexican, right? So that put it more like, like don't like like I could do this shit, dog. You right. know what I mean? I already had a passion and love for it because of Pac, and I was already writing shit in um in elementary, and then like in sixth grade, I would sell demos and shit. I would record shit. I'd sell my demos. So I've been sixth grade, dog. 
So yeah. I've been hustling. I've been doing music since 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 adolescence, since a kid. So I know that I'm meant for it. I have a real confidence in me that okay. I know this is what I'm meant to do. And I've always known it was going to be gradual, gra gradual growth. It's not going to happen overnight type shit. Okay. And if you look at my IG, you, you'll see the history, dog. I've been doing shows for like the past five years, dog. House of Blues, Observatory. I've been opening up for big names. And like, um, it's just a gradual growth, though. You know what I mean? Like the type of music I do, it's not like a catchy. It's not like an overnight I'm not trying to get lit. I speak about real shit. I okay. speak about my rasa. I speak about the disrespect towards us. I speak. I just speak up, dog. And it's always going to be a meaning behind it. And I think that's. But when you do that and it's dope, people appreciate it deeper. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. They're you're touching them in a way, and that's yeah. why I love Pac. That's what Pac did. He was all about his hand to his people. I'm trying to do the same thing for my people, dog. You know what? There's one thing about Pac that I can say is that. Since I've started this podcast and I interview Rasa, many, many of them, when they, when they refer to, I don't want to use the word favorite rapper, but for lack of better words, yeah. they'll always mention Pac. Yeah, yeah. So there's always been that connection with Pac and Rasa. It, yeah, it's true. It, it, you know? I don't know what it is. And I, what I think it is, he showed love to Rasa too. You know what I mean? And his songs and even in his interviews, when you hear his interviews... You know, he was always about his black people. Like, we yeah. got to do better. You know, our our people need better rights. You know, we, we need to do better. But then he always mentioned, he's all, all minorities, Mexicans too. He's all, I want to do a political party. It's not just for blacks. It's for Mexicans. It's for So he always mentioned that. And even on songs, you know what I mean? And one song, people, a lot of people don't know this. He goes, he goes, to all my brothers in the barrio, you living worse than the homies in the ghetto. So I give a fuck about your language or complexion. You got love for the homies in my section. So he's, that's other than the, the you know, the to live and die in LA. It wouldn't be LA without Mexicans. Right. So it, not just that, but I just think he was real. He was solid. When you see someone out there that's not a gimmick, he's not trying to portray something. Right. You respect it more, dog. Yeah. There's other rappers out there. I'm not hating, dog. If you're game banging on a track, cool. You're a gangster. Do your thing, dog. That's how you grew up. That's what you were about. Yeah. Do your shit. If you sell drugs, rap about it. Cool. I'm not hating on that. But like when you rap about something meaningful and when it when it touches people, it's different, dog. And I think that touches all races, you know what I mean? Right. In a deeper level. Cause when you game banging and shit, you're just gonna people that game bang are like you're just only catering to one crowd. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. But no disrespect to that, because I grew up listening to Dog Pound, Pac. Uh, all that gangster shit. I love gangster rap, dog. You know right. what I mean. So, so, but, uh, but that's how I feel. I think that's yeah. where the connection comes from. Pac. I, and I remember Kansa. when Pac said that it wouldn't be LA without Mexicans. Yeah. And then uh, Nipsey, rest in peace. He's reset. It wouldn't be the USA. He said it wouldn't be the USA without Mexicans. That's even bigger. Because that's bigger. true, dog. Like I seen a lot of your your podcasts and people people don't realize how much influence we have and how much money we generate for black artists or even just the economy in general dog. well we are hip-hop's economy exactly that's true that's a fact dog every every show i've been to i see rasa rasa it's a black headliner 80 70 percent of it is all rasa dog oldies funk whatever yes it's we're the ones you know we are the ones dishing out the feria dog right, right. it's cool that's dope but like i i think you guys were talking about it with on duende's interview but Where's that same love with, with us, with the Mexican artists and shit? Right. But then at the same time, it, it could be a double-edged sword in a sense where maybe there hasn't been a Mexican artist that has captivated exactly. you enough. 
know what I mean? Because I'm not just going to say, oh, Rasas, they're hating on their own kind. Maybe there needs to be someone to bring it out of them. You know what or, I'm saying? Or it could be possible, like what you're saying, to add on to what you're saying, maybe they just don't like it. Yeah, it's true. You know, I'm plain and simple. I can respect that. Exactly. You know, I could. I mean, I don't go and go to a Travis Scott concert. I don't like his stuff. Exactly. But you know, more power to him. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's a fan base for everybody, dog. Yeah. So. And um, but that's the thing too, man. I, other other than like, I think Little Rob, there hasn't been much artists where they they go beyond in the Mexican artists to me, where they go beyond game banging, or you know what I mean, like, oh Kid Frost, obviously he this is for la raza. That's an anthem, dog. Right. That set the tone, dog. And I grew up off proper those Frank V. I love Frank V. One of my favorite rappers. Um, Mexican power. That shit's hard, dog. But like, there's really no like orgulloso, like proud to be Mexican music no more. Right. Everybody's on smoking weed shit, which is cool. No, I'm not hating, dog. Again, I swear I'm not hating. Well, tr truth is the new hate speech, bro. You're just laying down facts. <laughs> exactly, dog. So. And like everybody's on the game banging tips, selling drugs, which is cool, dog. But like, that's why. I, that's why. I, I'm not trying to be different. I'm just being who I am. And I'm passionate about issues that are going on with our gente. So when you hear my music, I talk about what's going on with us. I'm giving blacks had Tupac. They had Nas. They had Martin Luther King. They had all these people that speak on their issues. There's nobody out there speaking about our shit. And I've always immigrants, said for years. All this different shit. Other than Duende, like I said, I, I've, I've known, I didn't hear, I never heard of him until recently when I heard the Respeto song. But then looking at his history, he's been speaking on some shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, there's not enough of that. Right. And I'm trying to contribute and do the same shit, dog. Awesome. Awesome. You know, and and it isn't so much to, uh, it, it's encouraging us because there's power in numbers. Okay. Simone, yeah. Uh, that we need to look out for each other pretty much. Um, during this whole pandemic, I mean, 2020 has fucked, dude. It's a fucked up year, dog. Yeah. That's just plain and simple. I, I, I'll tell my boy, uh, um, I said, I wonder if this will be considered the fucking worst year of the century so far it is guaranteed i think yeah for, for my for my experience i mean because sometimes you know we got certain countries or certain states that go through shit but this is global yeah you know this it's is true. global but you know what i think it's it, it's also there's always good and bad in the sense where okay we got all this covid shit but when i when i say that i mean like the whole george floyd shit mm -hmm. justice for george floyd a lot of people even a lot of rasa they went behind the BLM movement, Black Lives Matter movement. Yes. And I also think it inspired us to be more vocal. Yes. Because now I notice on my IG, I don't just see dumb shit on my stories. I see Rasa out there sharing Vanessa's story, Andres. Yes. You know, the people getting killed, our, our people, our shit, the immigrants, the kids in cages. I think it's inspired us to be more vocal about our shit. And Absolutely. I think there's, a, there, there's always been an issue with us being too machismo or like, we don't want to cry, you know what I mean? We're not crying. We're, we're, we're just gonna we're gonna work. We're gonna do our shit. But there's nothing wrong with being vocal. There's nothing wrong with letting letting people know our side of the story. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, uh, I I watch a lot of documentaries, okay? And um, I'll take three individuals. Let's just say like Bob Marley. He has a, uh, a documentary on um, Netflix. Uh -huh. What a lot of people didn't know that his father was white. You mentioned Europe. that. I saw you. Okay. I didn't know that either. Now. European, you said, right? Yes. White European. Okay. Now, uh, he was a, a, a force to be reckoned with when through his music. Yes. And he preached love, peace, unity, yes. etc. Yeah. And um, let's look at um, Martin Luther King. Mm -hmm. Okay. Spoke for his people. 
Malcolm X, both first people. Yes. But what's one thing that they all had in common? Bato, that's what, you, know, you know what my big brother tells me? Because like a lot of my, they all died, dog. They all died young. They all got killed. So mira, that's what my brother says. He's always like, because, you know, I'd be on my political tip. I've always have, you know, if you look at the history and look at my IG, because I know how people are now. Oh, he's on the political tip now. You know, he's just <laughs> jumping on shit. I got a resume to speak for itself, dog. Look at my album from 2017, Tribute to the West. Look at my IG. It goes back five, four years. You'll see I've been on the shit. But because uh, lately I've been like, I, uh, Scar, he got me on stage, Scar Cholo Street. Mm-hmm. He got me on stage at the Free Our Kids March, and I got to like rap and talk to the hente. It's like activist type shit. Right. But my brother's always fucking with me. He's like, hey, dog, Eric's an activist now. <laughs> you know, but he's like, hey, homie, but like, those vatos don't live too long, dog. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, you just, it's just, it's weird, but it's true, dog. It's true. It's true. It's, it's true. You, you, you make too much noise, or you, you're, you're preaching too much love. You're preaching too much peace, and it scares whoever's in charge, dog. Well, I'm not gonna act like I know who they are, but you know, you, you, you sense something. You see how the world, how the world works. I'm sure there's, there's a few like one percent that that run the strings and shit and get inside the dog you know what i mean it's it's a let, let, let's take it a, a little bit back further two thousand years ago there was a guy out of israel named jesus <laughs> oh my see it's the okay. same shit he, his dog. message was love wow and what did he do to him like same cru- thing crucified him, same bro. thing bro so if i'm not here by sunday you guys know what you're <laughs> <laughs> maybe, good, maybe i should start rapping about Bitches getting head, getting domed up. It's a safer lifestyle. Well, yeah, it is. It's a safer right? lifestyle. Yeah. So that's if somebody doesn't try to fucking, you know, show to your video shoot while you're you know, right? money and take your money. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. But now, there's um, risk and everything, dog. It's know? true. Yeah. It's true. I mean, you can get killed just walking your doggy. That's true. You know? That's so true. now, um, but Pac, before Pac, I would say that Rasa truly, truly loved uh, Easy E. Yeah, they did. They always he, yeah, because yeah. he also put Kid Frost on. Yeah, he was always uh, an ambassador for yeah. Chicano culture as well. The or brown Chicano side rappers. as well. Yes, yes. You know. Toker and all them. Yeah, R.I.P. Yeah. So, but now, uh, uh, but that's another one. If you go out there, you'll see a picture that I have of Easy E. Yeah, yeah. I, seen I have the opportunity dope. to meet him uh, since '87. So I've known him for a long time. That's the year I was born, compa. Yeah, well, see, I was already fucking around on the streets. <laughs> Oh, I was gee, actually oh, gee. 19 years old. I was 19 years old. Orale, orale, cool. So I'm giving away my age, but now nah, I'm 52 years old. Uh, other than that, brother. Oh, Still oh, swole, though, dog. You should join Feed Him and Lifts, homie. Fuck it. Sign me up. <laughs> sign me up and give me another one. Oh, <laughs> but now, uh, um, who would you say? I know you mentioned Pac and others. Was yeah. there anybody else that oh, okay. would you say that inspired yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I have um, a lot of rappers. That you could say, fuck. I, you know, I think I want to take this shit serious. You know who who I love a lot, and he doesn't get a lot of love is Tech Nine. Uh, I don't even know if a lot of people know who he is, but man, mm-hmm. that motherfucker is ahead of his time. He was dropping like if you hear his shit, man, just his wordplay and the way he records the ad libs, everything he does in the background, it's real intricate. It's real precise. Tech Nine for sure. I love uh, King Crooked, Crooked Eye. Shout out! I got a track with Crooked Eye. Shout out Crooked Eye. Uh, and I love the game, man. I think a lot of people sleep on the game's music, man. He's one of the most consistent. Every album he drops has quality music. And um, but yeah, and then Little Rob, of course, Mr. Shadow. Like I said, uh, Proper Those. I'm a big fan of Proper Those. Um, those were probably the main ones, man. I, I love Twista too. There's a lot of people, but the, to say my biggest inspiration are Tupac, Shadow, Little Rob, Crooked Eye, Tech Nine, dog. And I love Cube too, but but though. No shit. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So now, at what age would you say you started writing? 
I thought I was like I said, dog. I was, I was writing like in fifth grade, dog, sixth grade. Like I was a big Pac fan, Cali Love. I used to rap like. I think uh, <laughs> it's a stupid. I don't know why it's, it's coming back to me, but like in I don't know if it was sixth grade, but I had a my first ever shit I ever wrote was I'm coming straight from hell and I ain't got no one to tell. <laughs> it's some weird shit, dog. See, when you're young, you're rapping about like busting clips and shit you know course, what i mean of course but then you get mature then like you know, i'm like you know what i gotta rap about real shit but but yeah i've been rapping since elementary dog okay so, so and it's in it's in me dog you know what i mean since elementary and at what point or how old were you when you actually started recording yourself not necessarily in the studio maybe like okay yeah, yeah sixth grade like i said i was selling demos and shit uh, i linked up with uh my boy efrain uh, if you're if you're out there, dog, much love to the homeboy Efren. We we thought he was like a Mexican Pac back in the day in, in, in oh, sixth shit. grade. He was dope, dog. Now, now, what did he record you on? He had um, we were recording off a little radio. I remember we'd have like we get a CD and we record on a mic, like a speaker, like a stereo, okay. and it would catch our audio, and then we would like rap over like West Coast beats, classic beats, Dre beats and shit, and we would just like, oh hey, this is our shit. In sixth grade, we would make CDs and shit. And slaying that shit, and then uh, we had a, a my homie in uh, in high school, nuisance. He actually had a studio in his garage. He had a program and everything. He had a booth. That's when we started like um, actually recording, um, and like you know, we back then we would get beats off the internet and shit. You know, what I mean, a lot of a lot of rappers still do that. I'm starting to do more live music now. Yeah, which is makes a big difference, dog. Like, uh, shout out Little Green Studios, my boy Joe, my uh, Joe from riverside uh that motherfucker is a beast on the guitar dog and when you incorporate live music it totally changes absolutely it makes it sound bigger dog you know what i mean then you track out every instrument because you know when you get beats off youtube you get beats away file it's just a compressed file yeah it's all compressed but when you do individual tracks it's so much bigger dog now i'm like i don't want to do wave files no more i just want to do puro right just because you hear the quality i'm that type of guy like once you upgrade right why go why go lower it sounds better like this stick mm -hmm. to that just keep enhancing and keep enhancing dog though though okay check this out you should make beats can you still make beats yes of course a lot of people knew i make beats i used to dj and i used to uh, strip dance <laughs> and i was a male exotic dancer at chippendales <laughs> and uh, i was a ma magician uh I went from magician to a musician. Honda. And now I teamed up with my boy John Motherfucking Elkins and we're going to be selling uh, rubber dolls. Orale, <laughs> dog. <laughs> Listen, we're going to go ahead and take a break. I'm going to finish up this brew. Orale. Azteca. And, Azteca, uh, homie. I'm going to get the other one. It was a white can. Huh? Yeah, yeah, I got you, dog. Okay, cool. Got you on uh, there. So everybody, once again, when I come back, I'm going to ask him how he got the name Hypnotic. Ooh. Okay, not to be confused with the bubonic chronic. Um, <laughs> Call somebody, text somebody, slap shit out somebody, let them know that Hypnotics in the motherfucking building. We'll be back in 10 minutes. Slap your lady across her fat ass. <laughs> we back up, we back live, Johnny Boy? We're back live. I was caught off guard, but my quick cat reflexes, you know, made me a press start. But uh, once again, we're back now with the jack-off hour. But uh, other than that, uh, we're going to go ahead and jump butt naked right back into it. So uh, tell me something about this one. This is the white can. It says Mexican style. Azteca cerveza. Same, same brand, dog. Okay. Same brand. It's just a different style, homie. So it's like I said, it's brewed in San Diego. It's Azteca. I love... I just gave it to the homie Negro that was here. He's like, no, I'm going to save this for the can, dog. Yeah, because the can is dope. This, this one doesn't have the car. No, this is a different version. So. Oh, you know what's fucking dope? 
La Chela Mas Chula. You see that shit, dog? That shit is hard. Right you see that, dog? So let me go ahead and pop that up while you go ahead and text that dude and tell him you're live. I'm going live on my radio. IG, dog. So <laughs> once again, you toes, homie. Go ahead. Salud, dog. Pop your shit. Okay. Oh, hold on. And when I say pop, I don't mean like twerk. I mean like your can. Simon, Simon. So. All right. Hmm. Speaking about twerking, uh, talk to me. Oh shit, this one's nice. You like that one? Yeah, I like that one too. It almost tastes like a fucking, uh, fucking cigar wrapper or something. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was, well, that's good. I'm glad you enjoying what I brought, doc. Yeah, I like it. Uh, so now, talk to me about. Oh, you know what? Let me give a quick shout out to my boy uh, Jesse from Bow Down and blessed me with the shirt. Okay, and my boy from Fashion Town, Jen, right here for blessing me with the hat. Um, hypnotic. How did that name come about? So one day you had Hennessy, Hypnotic, you made an incredible Hulk. Pato, what happened? Hypnotic came, believe it or not, before the drink came out, dog. It was given to me by my carnal, my brother. Uh, and um, the whole point behind it is, um, is when you hear my lyrics, when you hear my music, it'll hypnotize you, dog. Like when you pay attention, you're going to want more, dog. In a way, like that's what it, that's what it symbolizes, that my lyrics, my, my voice, my style you're going to become a permanent fan once you give it a listen, dog. So you're saying you're a lyrical hip <laughs> hypnotist. I'm a hypnotist, dog. There you go. So, so you're not looking to my eyes. <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't trip, dog. I don't got to do anything with my face. You just hear the music. Throw some headphones on. Relax. And like, damn, Vato spin some real shit, dog. You get an eargasm. <laughs> you get an eargasm. There you go, dog. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So, oh, but I mentioned too earlier that uh, shout out Green uh, Little Green Studios, but I started off where, where the most professional like studio the first professional studio was uh hennessy lounge right here in east l.a with kiki tony g okay julio g and all them they got a very nice little spot out there hennessy lounge shout out east los shout out hennessy lounge I, re I recorded my first album there tribute to the west part of uh my wounds album and i i can't i can't thank them enough man they showed a lot of love and shit so dope, dope. Mm. and once again san diego stand up for the cerveza simon la chela mas chula that's right so. Thank you for the lacquer. So, fuck it, they closed the gym. Why not just drink? Anyways, <laughs> um, other than that, you said you were doing demos sixth grade? Sixth grade, dog. Okay, now let's talk a little bit about that. Uh, what were you rapping to? I know you were talking about internet beats. I like remember that, uh, we rapped to like the Hail Mary beat, uh, Dr. Dre, Still Dre with Snoop Dogg. Mm -hmm. We did, um, I think, Bust Rhymes, Break Your Neck. Yeah, well, it was all like the whatever was popping in that era, okay. dog. You know what okay. I mean? More, it was more West Coast back okay. then. You know, West Coast was was running the game, dog. Okay, you know yeah, what I mean? No, well, I, I believe it still is. It still is, low key, dog. Yeah. Like, it, you know, that's good. That, that's that's funny you say that, man. And I and I think a lot of Rasa rappers are actually getting more mainstream, or not mainstream, but they're getting more publicity. Yeah. And it's thankful. What's beautiful? The one thing that's beautiful about social media. Is that you don't need these radio stations that are not going to play Chicano rappers. These vatos are getting big off their own platform on IG yep. and their own SoundCloud or whatever it is, YouTube. You don't need to hear, you don't need to fucking depend on the radio to, to hear what you want to listen to now. That's the beautiful thing about music. It's a good time to be a musician in that sense. I, I said this, and I wish, I, I wish I'm wrong, okay? I hope I'm wrong. I said this in December. I said that within 10 years, radio stations are going to be obsolete low-key dog like no. all they're playing is the household names justin bieber rihanna whatever the fuck it no, is we already know what those people do exactly. behind closed doors so, that's what i'm saying dog like they're I'm not playing nobody that 
that matters to us. I mean, mm-hmm. today to get a record deal, um, you know, you, you got to pretty much sell the fuck out exactly. to Hollywood. You got to create, and you got to create your own fan base. You got to like, you got to. They won't sign you unless you already have like, okay, right. he, he already has like a million followers. Right. Right. You know what I mean? Or unless you blow somebody. <laughs> because that it, the stories are all coming out. Yo, dog, what's up with that shit? Yeah, dog? you know, the, the stories are all coming out. So and so sucks. So and so's cock for a deal. So and so, you know, it, it's all out there. It's fucking horrible, dog. Yeah, I mean, you gotta sell your soul, dog. Yeah, either that or get in an entanglement. <laughs> Still oh, that's so, a new word, huh? Entanglement, it, eh? dog. Uh, would you be my entanglement? You know, like, <laughs> you know, you, you know, it's funny how words like fucking change like it's not even make love anymore let me hit yeah. that's what they say now smash yeah let me smash i like that one i, I like smash smash is cool <laughs> uh, um then um what's that other one instead of saying i'm sorry it's my bad yeah my bad that's it mm-hmm. you're not even sorry motherfucker oh, don't forget like, the spencer dog the- <laughs> yeah okay. yeah shout out to the ogs out there you know what's up dog. you know we, well, you know what we need to do a chicano dictionary <laughs> Simon, dog. What the fuck we Dispensa, need to do? Abuevo, abuevo, uh, no chale, mames. Chale. Yeah, so, yeah, all those words. <laughs> no mames. It's la verga, güey. <laughs> orale, homes, orale. There you Simon, go, dog. Simon, que hubo, mija, que hubo. Que onda. So. No, it's beautiful, though, dog. That's my, see, that's my thing, dog. I, I think a lot of the young generation along the way, I don't know if it's the parents' fault or just the social media influence, they went away from the cholo stilo dog you know what i mean embrace that shit dog that's our culture that's our heritage dog ain't nothing wrong with being original dog you don't gotta follow the trend and talk how all these other vatos talk you know what i mean yeah like stick stick to your guns homie yeah we are who we are the the rest of the world emulates us yeah why not our own gente dog right you know what i mean you're absolutely right you're absolutely right and that's what you're doing uh you know what now let me ask you this um when you started recording and you heard your voice play back did you like it you know what, Doc? I can't think about the exact first time, but I've noticed that my voice has changed or it's modified. Like, I hear a lot of my old shit, mm. and I'm like, okay, I'm a little dull. I sound dull. I think now I have more more character, more fluctuation in the voice. There's more charisma, or some people call it cadence when you rap. Like, when I rap, depending on the word I say, like, you, you, can, you can switch the pattern, you can switch the rhythm and switch your tone. That way, it's not just the same. No disrespect to rappers out there, but there's a lot of rappers that sound the same. Monotone. They just have the same flow, same style. Yeah. You know what I mean? I like to try. And that's why I say I love Tech 9 man, because Tech 9 was... That motherfucker does it all, man. He whispers. He, he can spit fast. He can spit hard. He can spit gangsta. spit slow. He did it all, dog. And if you hear Tech 9 shit, like, one song to the next song, it's a completely different genre, completely different style. Right. And right. that inspires me to kind of do similar shit, you know what I mean? To yeah. try to... Don't just stick to one style. Even when you rap, even when rapping, the the music, the beat dictates how I how I approach the mm. mic. The beat it just depends. I kind of adjust my voice to the beat. It's kind of hard to explain, dog. Right. Okay. But you'll you'll notice I, my tone's a little different on different songs. You, you know, let me ask you this: Today, is there any new rappers out there that you listen to, as far as like? You know, are you like a Travis Scott fan? I like J. Cole. Okay, J. Cole. I love Give what he raps about. Uh, Hobson's underrated as fuck, man. Hobson's? Hobson can, Hobson can fucking spit, dog. Okay. And uh, people hate on him because he's different or he's a little weird, but he's staying true to himself and he don't fucking bite nobody. That's what I love about him. 
Um, oh, I love Yellow Wolf, man. Okay. Yellow Wolf's fucking tight, dog. He's another rapper that's real versatile. And he and you know what I love about him? He comes from Alabama. If you hear his music, you'll hear Alabama. You'll hear like some country type shit mixed with some rap. And I love when people stay true to their roots or they just, they, they're bringing you their story, their lifestyle. You know what I mean? Because that's what I'm doing. I'm bringing right. you Chicano culture. Yellow Wolf brings his little, his cultura, his Alabama roots and shit. And okay. that's beautiful. It sounds dope. And uh, you, because that's the thing about hip hop. You can mix anything with yeah. hip hop beats. All this music, it's all infused and it's beautiful. Like you can mix anything. You can throw some, some fucking banda on the track. You know what I mean? Like yeah. aqua type shit and like whatever it is. Oh, you can mix anything with anything. And and I respect artists that, that are true to themselves. So I'd say J. Cole. I like J. Cole a lot of Hopson. Um, and Yellow Wolf right now for the new rappers. Okay. What about Takashi? Takashi, uh, to be real with you, musically, when he first came out, uh, I know he got a lot of hate. I didn't hate on his music because he's not a mumble rapper. You know, all these mumble rappers that use auto-tune and shit. Takashi, musically, I felt like he had a DMX style. You know what I mean? He was real rough. His aggression caught me. You know, his beats were tight. But as far as what's going on with him personally, I can't back that up, dog. You know what I mean? And that's something like you know I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and fake the funk, dog. Like if you snitch, you snitch. Like you, you should be dealt with. You know what I mean? Yeah. The thing that gets me is that he snitched. He did his thing. Now he's in protective custody. But instead of changing his ways or like he's still doing the same shit, dog. It's 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 one thing to talk shit when you're free. But then now you're talking shit when nobody knows where you live. You're in protective custody. Like, that's fake to me. Like, that's... But he apologized for snitching. <laughs> nah. Nah. Hell nah. That fool's... Hey. To him, I give him credit for being... There's something about him that people are latch on to. Whether it's his charisma, how he is. He's a funny motherfucker. He's entertaining. I'm not going to lie. Do I approve of what he is and what he's about? No, dog. Absolutely not. Yeah. Pero... He's doing what he's doing, and if that works for him, that works for him. But everybody gets dealt with eventually. If he okay. gets caught slipping, he's not gonna stay trapped forever, dog. He's he's rich. He wants to go out there. He gets caught slipping, and Yastuvo, dog. What about Blueface? Oh, <laughs> let's get into that. <laughs> oh shit. Okay. Let's talk about that. What inspired that song? You know, take a little swig. Yeah, let me take a minute. Take, take a little swig. Take your time. They're still watching. And um, okay, what inspired that song? Let everybody know about that song. When it came to the Blueface, my proud people song. Shout out to everybody streaming that shit, man. That's my most successful song to this date. I love all the love and support because that tells me a lot of Rasa out there feels the same way. And it's not just Rasa. I'm getting a lot of love. If you read the comments, a lot of black people out there like, "Yo, dog, you did that shit correct. You came at him with respect." You address the issue a lot of black people on there dog so that's yeah. what i love that's when i know like it's legit but what inspired that to be honest with you i i wrote the song before he dropped the video so i mean so um what i heard off the bat it wasn't so much that it was called carnesada it was just like the first thing he says on his verse was paisa bitch gave me nana like paisa be like yo 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 this was said paisa like that's kind of sketchy amongst Chicanos, even speaking amongst Mexicans to each other. You right. don't really call, you can't just call anybody a paisa right. amongst your own gente. 
And for a negro to be saying that about our women, like a paisa bitch gave me nana or whatever the fuck he's saying. But then he goes, I don't pay for caca. Like he ain't feeling it. Like he's disrespecting our women. And he shouldn't be using that word paisa to begin with. Because if people don't know, that can be also meant for as a wet back and shit. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, so, like, homie, flip and then flip the script, dog. If I was to use nappy headed hoe on my track, you know what I mean? Like this nappy headed, you know what I mean? This right. hood rat or whatever. Like, come on, dog. Yeah. It's, it's it's not that hard to understand, dog. It's not that hard to comprehend. And then when I saw the video, see, I, I recorded the song before I saw the video. And I see that there's Rasa in there, dog. There's homies in there, right? All tatted up, essayed out, motherfuckers. And a lot of people say on the comments what they don't know. Like, hey, how come you're not addressing the Mexicans in there? Like, hey, dog, like, they don't know, though. I didn't, I, I, I made that song in response to the audio itself. Yeah. But if I would have seen the video first, you best believe I would have addressed that issue. Because to me, that raza in that video, they're making it seem like it's all love. It's all cool. Like, oh, the Mexicans are cool with it. Right. So some black people might see it like, oh, like that's cool. He's showing love. You know what I mean? They got Mexicans in there. They approve. Those Mexicans do not speak for all of us. Thank you. At all. Because there's a lot of us out here that are like, even they took heat. Those vatos should take heat, in my opinion. You know what yeah. I mean? Even if they're stand-up guys, whatever. That's something they're going to have to live with. And I know they're dealing with that shit. Because a lot of Rasa are going to tell it how it is. You Especially in these times right exactly, now. Exactly, dog. Like, you shouldn't have been in that video. You should have, like, yo, that's, you know, homeboys fucking spanking a Mexican chick's ass with carne sala, dog. Dumping horchata. I always say, flip the motherfucking script, dog. I know. Give me some Popeye's chicken, dog, and let me spank a black chick's ass with that shit. Dump some Kool-Aid on that shit, dog. Right. I'm showing love, dog. I'm showing the black culture love by doing that. It's all love. Get the fuck out of here, dog. Right. You know what I'm saying, dog? Yeah, no, we would never do that, bro. We would never do that. And because... It, but you know what? The thing is, for those... When I say those people, that raza that was in there, that's what I'm talking about. You should have known better. That's money, money talks, dog. But at the end of the day, they're gonna have to live with that and deal with that. Yeah. That's always gonna be something in their resume. You right. get what I'm saying? Now, 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 let me ask you this. Obviously, that your video is up on YouTube. People yeah. can hear it. It's one of your most successful songs. Simone, it okay, is now, by far. Let me ask you this. I know for a fact that the if you, the love was more overwhelming than the negative. Yes. Okay. Let, let, let's just touch on the negative part of the comments. Who was it that was being negative towards you? Was it our own people? It was a mixture, dog. It was uh, Mexicans and black. Okay. Some Mexicans on the comments were like, hey, I'm Mexican, dog, and and you tripping, dog. Like, that song's not disrespectful at all. He's putting on for us. Like, and like, you know, to me, like, I can't even, like, if you don't get the disrespect, I'm not going to waste my time explaining it to yeah, you. Yeah, you can't. Because you should just get it off the bat, dog. Right. But like what I said, dog, just flip the script. What I just said, three four minutes ago that's all you gotta yeah, do dog it would be racist yeah it would be racist and then you know there, there's some black guys out there that are like oh man it's funny you're you're talking about blue face but you're using black culture you're using black you're using hip-hop you know what i mean there's some of those black people that yeah. say shit. but overwhelmingly dog the black the black uh comments on there they're all love dog and yeah. they're all like yo homie i respect you for speaking up for your people that shit was disrespectful. If yeah. you look at the comments on me, a lot of the blacks don't even claim Blueface. They're like, hey, we ain't bumping him, dog. Hell no. Nah. Like, he's a, like, we ain't right. fucking with that. Like, hey, shout out to you. You know what I mean? Yeah. But the Rasa out there, I, I mean, I don't know what it is. Dog. We're living in a time where I don't think they realize, you know, like, 
what disrespect is or or they think it's just fun and games if it's funny right. if it makes you laugh oh it's cool it's just they're just you know he's showing us love like nah man they're exploiting they're exploiting our shit it's not just blue face there's right. other artists out there it's like a trend now it's a trend to to use mexican culture in black music videos now and not just that now the fucking new trend is to to slap up the palatero man and shit you know what i mean and yeah. that's that's boiling my blood right now dog and right. that's beyond music because right. now you're physically harming street vendors now you're out there fucking targeting them that's how it feels like dog of course and that's the thing the sad thing is you don't see this shit on the news dog you know what i mean there's a blm movement right now and we respect that i respect that to the fullest i even went out there and marched in long in long beach for george floyd you no know? yeah fuck police brutality fuck all that shit because we relate man we're minorities and, and we, we we fight the same battle man but like when you see all these videos popping off like that of of, of these negros fucking with our gente our elders yeah we just, i don't get that bro like come on no. dog and i know they don't account i'm not stupid they don't account for the whole culture exactly. but something needs to be said man i feel like it's reached enough it's 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 getting out of hand now because every day i fucking see something right. and that's the thing it's not on the news one thing about social media chicanos worldwide i, I gotta give them a shout out chicanos worldwide on ig those fools broadcast rasa shit like all the time dog rasa shit you know what i mean like our shit that's like right. my news you know what i'm right, saying right, right. i mean I'm, don't get it twisted is it a good source when I see something there, you can't deny a video. That's real shit. You're right. seeing something that's really happening. And I feel like that's happening too much. And and I feel like some of these black leaders should speak up because right. they have influence, man. Right. You know what I mean? Snoop has influence. Ice Cube has influence. Even if you just say something, it puts the tension at ease right. a little right. bit. Like, hey, thank you for speaking up. I got to give Big Boy from 92.3 a shout out and Matt Barnes, the NBA player. He addressed it. He, They addressed it, dog. And that's puro respect, dog. Yeah. And we need more of that. We need dog. more of that. That's how I feel. No, I agree with you. And I believe that Rasa uh, feels that way. But on the other hand, I will say this. I've seen few, but I have seen... Uh, uh, whether we call them black leaders or not, for lack of better words, mm -hmm. I have some um, seen some black leaders take the mic on the street or at least address it with their phone and have Rasta behind them. Yeah. If you see anybody attacking these people, yes, you know yes. what I'm saying? So we got to show those people love as well because, like you said, it's true. That, that small minority group does not speak for, you know. It doesn't. It doesn't. And that's the sad thing because that's another sad thing about social media. I keep seeing these things and it's like, making me like yo should i even march for them like they're fucking with us i don't want to taint my beliefs right, right you get what i'm saying we march with them because we feel their pain because they get fucked with all the time i mean you're, you're black and you're walking down the street you're automatically a, a target for the huda dog right. that's just facts fool and I, I'm, I'm not blind to that but like i don't want i don't want that small group to taint how I feel about the whole culture because I got respect for the culture even on my proud people song the blue face disc yeah. on my first verse I say respect for hip hop I got the utmost I was introduced to it very up close at an early age thanks to my bigger brothers my pops hated it and called me a lover he called me a the yeah. n-word lover you know what I mean yeah but I still did that stop me no i love the culture i love what they bring to the table man and we respect it man and um, and i got number love for that cultura man and, and hip-hop to begin with that's their culture they they created it and i'm blessed to be doing hip-hop you know what i mean dope, dope. so i got number respect and i say maybe he was right though because a lot of black rappers on my idols like the pox and cubes crooked eyes tech nines because of them i am not confused 
Cause they speak knowledge in the facts Iconic when they rap It's another form of college when they polish up the track Like I'm giving them Like those motherfuckers That was my schooling you know what I mean Yeah Hearing their lyrics and what they rap about, I got nothing but love for that culture, dog. That's dope, bro. That's dope. Well, uh, me and you both. So, salud. Salud, bro. Salud to that, so, dog. Anyways, we're going to go ahead and change the channel a little bit. And um, what can people be expecting from you now? Oh, Anything that's right. coming out? Good question, new? dog. Um, I have an album called Tamales, Flowers, and CDs, dog. <laughs> trip out. Trip out on that. But it's beautiful because... It catches your attention. You, if you see that, tamales, flowers, and CDs. Okay. But I've had this idea for like four or five years, dog. But no joke. I, I even wrote that song, that verse, like three years ago. And it's funny that all this shit's happening. All this street vendor shit. Because I, I'm not, I'm not tooting my horn, dog. But I've been on this. That's part of our culture, dog. Street vendors, yeah, the palatero man, el otero man, the, the ice cream lady. Yes, Doritos, all that shit's part of the culture, dog. And I always view that as beautiful as like, that's a representation of our raza as dude, a people. Dude, we, we, I got a guy out here. Every damn day, he's my alarm clock. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you why. Tamales. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Every that time, I be going out there in my butt, hug my tantan. Yeah. Hey, wait, cinco. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you, you, know, I'm a primo. you know, I be fucking that's, with But them. that's beautiful, dog. Yeah, exactly, bro. But that's so good. Like, that's such a beautiful service. Yes. And they're out there. That's work, fool. Yeah. The song starts off. Did you know slinging tamales was a jale? If you be hating on it, man, I'd be like chale. Because a lot of motherfuckers hate on that shit. Mm -hmm. Or the gringos, you know what I mean? Right. Oh, that's that's tainting the community. It's making us look ghetto. Like, fuck you, homie. Those fools are working. Yeah, they <laughs> might not have a permit. Whatever, homie. But they're good. They're out there fucking working. They're not slinging drugs. They're trying to feed your ass, pendejo. You know? <laughs> My bad, dog. I get real passionate about this shit. Uh, all good, bro. You know what? You're passionate for a reason. So, and, and, and that's... Uh, that's your calling no? but that's the album though it's called tamales flowers and cds it's gonna drop in august i don't have an exact date um but it's very um pro rasa obviously and um and um and like i said man like a tamales like it, what it means is like it's a metaphor for our people dog for our rasa you know what i mean like whether right. it's the the tamale guy outside of the calle you know selling shit right. or the or the, the lady selling flowers on the side of the road and cds me i'm pushing these cds i'm pushing music at the end of the day, dog, Rasa, we like to hustle for our shit, dog. We work right. for our shit. I, I just want to say this, because uh, you were you mentioned that we're gringo. My boy John Elkins is a gringo, okay? Simon. And I love that dude. But you know what I'm going to get him one day? Chicana. <laughs> Chicana. Turn him out, dog. Yeah, I, 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 <laughs> he said he ain't never had one. So, but he needs a... Like I never had one. Oh, like oh. he's never had one. Okay, okay so... He's down for more. Okay. <laughs> he's down for more. Yeah, oh, so because yeah. John Elkins, he's like the, the Bill Gates, the Steve Jobs of City Torrance. Oh, that so is. I'm, I'm trying to tell you, I'm just true. But he's really black and Mexican. So, hell yeah. <laughs> but when I met this guy, he was hanging around in Compton. So, oh, that is. so all right, we're all right. good, my brother. So, okay, now, so the song's coming out. Oh, that's the album. The album's called Tamales, Flowers, and CDs. It's like 17 to 18 songs, but one of the songs is actually titled Tamales, Flowers, and CDs. Okay. That's what I was quoting, man. Okay. And there's more songs like that. Uh, the I just released a, a video called Cry. That's my newest video. Uh, 
Filmed by Miggy Productions. Shout out Miggy. He's actually my nephew, man. Much love, homie. You killed that video, dog. I don't know if you've seen Cry, but that's a real good. It's like a that's a good way to set the tone for the album. It okay. speaks on politics, it speaks on Trump, it speaks on the immigrants, it speaks on the mass shootings. Not too long ago, people forget about the mass shootings where they were targeting Raza up in uh, the Garlic Festival, up in uh, the Walmart in Texas. You know, motherfuckers were out there trying to kill Raza, uh -huh. specifically Raza. And then you got hint out there that are like, you know, whatever, whatever it is, dog. They were born here, they're, Mex they're, they're Mexican, but they're American. But like, at the end of the day, homie, when a vato's out here trying to kill Mexicans, you look just like the immigrant, homie. You're going to get targeted. Because I be hanging out at the, the swap meets. I be hanging out at Car Cardenas, you know what I mean? The Mexican spots. So if a motherfucker wants to go kill Mexicans, you live, you, you, you might not be illegal, but you're Mexican and you live here, you're still the same target, dog. We're the same motherfucking target, dog. So, yeah. um, but there's a lot of music. It's like 18 songs on me. Like when I do albums, I, I don't play around, dog. There's like it's 18 quality music, right. quality tracks, dog. Right. So that's gonna be sometime in August. But we already did um, cry, and I'm gonna actually have uh, the blue face, the proud people. That's gonna be a bonus song on the album, mm -hmm. just in case people didn't know. So. So yeah, I got plenty more. We got plenty more videos coming, man. Okay, okay. And that video, um, that video that you dropped, uh, um, that was a real dope video, man. That people can go check out the one you were talking about. Cry the blue face. Oh, the blue, yeah, the proud yeah. people. Yes, yeah. you have it on your. I think you put it on your, on your post. I'm being so you, yeah. You tagged okay. on there. Yeah. Hey, make sure to check that out. Hypnotic blue face. This is called proud people, and then also check out hypnotic cry. That's my latest one. Uh, uh, proud people was a. Uh, Filmed by I Suppose, shout out I Suppose, and then uh, Miggy Productions filmed Cry. So we're going to have more videos coming, man. And that's, that's the thing, man. I actually, uh, I had a studio session with Misfit Soto. Okay. And his advice, I, I asked for his advice. I'm like, hey, someone in your position, dog, like, what do you think is the best thing for an up-and-coming artist like me to do? And he told me these words. He said, stay in their faces. Keep dropping these visuals. Keep dropping music stay in their motherfucking faces so people are on their phone like they're looking at my videos they on ig like damn this was active you know what i mean you got to be active during these times yes yes keep the attention on you and keep dropping material because people respect hustlers yes they see you working they see you out there doing shit they have no choice but to respect it even if they don't feel you like damn homeboy, homeboy's doing a show dropping another video he's dropping another album speaking out he's on he's speaking out at the at the marches he's he's on interviews that's that's a good look and he's always in the studio that's a hustler dog yeah because at the end of the day you have to hustle no matter what the fuck you do it's not just rap right your job your life everything dog you yeah. nothing just falls in your lap dog you have to earn that shit yeah. and that's what my rasa does homie come on dog Absolutely, bro. that's what the fuck we do dog we, we hustle bro. and we earn our shit dog. now when can people expect this album to drop i want to say it's gonna be late august maybe mid-august but I actually have a session on Monday where I'm finalizing it. Every song's done. Okay. We're just going to master it now. How many songs can we expect on that album again? 17 or 18 along okay. those lines. And uh, like a good chunk of the, the majority of the album, like 10 songs, is going to be... Um, it's going to be political or like real rasa addressing issues. You know what I mean? And a lot of this shit I, I wrote like a year ago. Okay. So I haven't really... <laughs> excuse me. One of the songs, I just dropped a verse like last week. Cause a lot of this shit, like I said, I recorded, uh, I re I recorded a long time ago. Now I'm dropping it, but I did a verse for Andres, the guy, the kid that got shot 
uh, I want to say it's Gardena. Okay. And he got shot in the back and shit. The coroner just released the official autopsy uh, proving that he got shot in the back five times. And the sheriffs are trying to claim self-defense. That's hard to that's hard to believe that when you shot him five times in the back. That's kind of like saying he committed suicide. He stabbed himself in the back 25 times. Exactly, dog. So like, but the thing is, the thing that's crazy about that is um, the sheriffs didn't want the coroner to release that publicly but he did anyway that's good on him man because that that gives us a broader spectrum of the story so i actually did a verse um on a song it wasn't a completed song i added a verse addressing that situation as well just to keep it a little more modern as well you know that'll work that'll work okay cool so uh you said late august or something yeah yeah it's gonna be for sure august okay well we run out of time brother so here's what i'm gonna do uh give you an opportunity to give you shout outs Complaints, orale, orale. whatever you want. You know, I got a few texts here. People are like, hey, shout me out, shout me out. Let Go me see it. who they were, dog. Look at it, look at it. Okay. <laughs> well, first of all, let me shout out all my familia. All my familia, they've been down with me since day one. My brothers, my sisters, my nephews, my nieces, all my supporters, my true fans out there. Uh, my cousin, my primo suede, he always says, hey, you never throw me on a track, dog. You always shout out your familia. I'm your family. Suede, I got number love for you. I love you like a brother. Ruben, mi hermano, dog, you've been there. Him and him and my brother Jesse, like they they've dished out a lot of feria to me, dog. When okay. it comes just for like video purposes, studio purposes, and that's something I hold valuable. Shout out my boy JP. Uh, he's on uh, he's on the tribute to the West album. He's gonna be on this new Tamales Flowers and CDs album. That's my boy from high school. Uh, my mom, mom, I love you. Si estás mirando ahí, te quiero mucho. Um, Cuando vas a hacer tamales otra vez, también quiero pozole. <laughs> But uh, my my Spanish, I turn high pitched when I speak Spanish, dog. Dispensa. Uh, out of respect for mom, you gotta take that bass out, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly, dog. Shout out to uh, uh, Carnalismo Clothing. They like they gave me some free merch. I appreciate that. Shout out Ogami. He uh, he got me on Spliff DTV. He uh, I got a reaction from Spliff DTV for the Proud People song, oh. and that actually helped. A lot of the viewers so shout out ogami shout out christian i'm in his hood uh, my, my boy christian he's like hey dog he sent me a text he's like damn you're going to be interviewed by wilmero he said <laughs> <laughs> so he's a big guy uh, he, he grew up here oh, so, so oh. shout out christian um shout out to uh my boy freddie michael you know my co-workers low-key i do have a nine to five dog i don't like to put that out there publicly but i'm a hard-working vato dog you know what i mean i do i work nine to five and i work dog so shout out to everybody man all the fans priscilla focus la that's a dope ass photographer coming up i already told him he's gonna he's gonna do my album cover shout out miggy i suppose my like man at the end of the day my familia all my day ones man everybody out there man um all the family including the sister-in-laws as well everybody you know what i mean sister-in-law brother-in-laws todo puro raza shout out my raza at the end of the day it's all about raza we need to stick together and um and represent don't be ashamed of what you are don't be afraid to represent your culture dog no no uh do you have another one of these for me man <laughs> i hope they didn't fucking drink i don't know dog did, did jp drink it dog can sabe homie yeah like eight of them bro <laughs> oh good brother you Much know what? Love, First man. and foremost, uh, before I get my shout outs, let me just say um, shout out to Royalty, to Night Owl, uh, Shadow, Little One, uh, Panther, Little Rob, all of you guys. San Diego stand up. Much love, much Simone. respect to you guys. Much love, much respect to you for you, uh, allowing me to interview you, bro. Oh, you know? all day, dog. Pleasure. Um, 
Other than that, uh, let me go ahead and give my shout outs. I want to thank my boy John Motherfucking Elkins because without him, this shit wouldn't be possible. See We're me. actually going to be starting up uh, another podcast on a totally different subject. All right. It's going to freak people out. I'm serious. I'm, on this one, I'm going to come out with a cake butt naked on me. <laughs> what the fuck? With some porn shit. You said Pornhub shit. Did you mention that? You gave me little clues out Stay there? Stay tuned. <laughs> okay. So, um, other than that, my boy John Elkin, you can still go to his website, John Elkin's motherfucking, John motherfucking Elkin.com. You can still download his news. He's got, got some new ones. This one I took. He's got a nice centerfold uh, picture of himself. Whatever. Like he's really, really, he looks really good. Uh, um, um, other than that, he's got uh, Pussy Pockets, John. Uh, entanglement pussy entanglement pussy pockets pocket, any color you want black white yellow brown some with hair some no hair scented <laughs> if you want it scented it would just send you a can of tuna so um other than that he's got his woman nail polish is opening up his woman's um uh, um nail salon you can get your toes done you can get your ass waxed you know <laughs> this you can get your titties waxed whatever the fuck you want you know he'll oh, do it for you he's shit. even waxing man <laughs> so yeah <laughs> that's coming too uh sounds um, real sexual dog yeah exactly john is <laughs> sex sells dog. Well, what's the name of the, of the place sexual healing <laughs> and um he's also come uh what is it uh stripper glitter uh anal bleach anal bleach so if you shoot a little brown oh, you can go pink so um other than that my boy dg uh you can follow him on uh dg media clips on instagram uh he helped us out with all of this shit. um my brother spice smuggler he's still smelling refurbished dick pumps so be looking out for him <laughs> look him up so right now during this quarantine if you want to give your yankee little wanky hit him up for the uh, the dick pumps you know they Damn. might be a little sticky just take a lysol wipey and clean them up they'll they work just as good as new brother uh and then my brother uh my my brother my fucking son uh be scandalous for helping me promote this shit and everybody else out there i forgot to mention i didn't mention you for a reason hey so, hey one more time yes i got one more shout out tony the wizard dog yes whoever much the fuck love. that is much much love familia tony the lizard uh, um, <laughs> we're gonna be coming out with um a different podcast so sunday i'm gonna promote it and i'm gonna need you guys to subscribe because I'm gonna come out looking like fucking uh, Walter Mercado. Damn. So. Andale, you're gonna you're gonna do like readings, también. Everything, homie. Future, everything. Future and past. Real so. quick, what's my future, dog? <laughs> <laughs> I can't even look at you, dog. So now you're gonna go home and I see your bright future. What I live, I like that. Uh, there you yeah, go. You can't hypnotize so right hypnotic, now. I can't really dog. tell you because you're not really breaking me off. Go to the GoFundMe on Chicago <laughs> Rap and leave whatever you want, and I'll, I'll text you your fortune. So, uh, anyways, everybody, see you guys Sunday. Okay, don't fuck around. See you guys Sunday. All right, stay blessed. You too, dog. Thank you very much, homie.